I'm Cass. And I'm Kat. And you're listening to the 15th episode of Two Book Bitches. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Welcome back. We're recording late again because we have no time management skills. Zero. And we're procrastinators. You know what? It was a short week this week. Yeah. So we kind of just put things off. I kind of like hate the week after the long weekend. See, I always used to love in like high school and I guess university when you get the Fridays off. Mm -hmm. Like the long weekend was the Friday. Mm -hmm. I hate long weekends that are Mondays because I feel like it's a a really weird start to a week. Yeah. Because then you start on like Tuesday, but it's like not Tuesday. It feels like Monday. And then every day after that is just like all fucked up. It's, exactly. It's Whereas not if, a good time. if you get the Friday off, it's like a, a nice long weekend. Yeah, exactly. But needless to say, hopefully everyone had a nice long weekend. Or if you didn't, I'm sorry, you didn't get the day off. Yeah. That, yeah. Not everyone gets a day off, no. which is, yeah. Um, Anything new since the last time we talked to you guys, which was like a hot minute ago? A few things. Ooh. Just Number a few. Number one. We watched Mulan. Yeah. And this is the live adaptation one, not like yes. the animated yes, one. Yes, I yes. mean, I have we have watched the animated one like a bunch of times. My favorite song is the one where it's like, let's get down Oh, absolutely. To I know every single Ugh, word so good. to that song. But no, we're talking about the live action movie. Yes. And it was amazing. I've been waiting for this movie since March and it just kept getting delayed because of COVID. Yeah. And now I finally got to watch it. And I can just say it was worth the 35 extra dollars to watch it. Yes, I enjoyed it. I really did. Cass cried like the entire movie. Like, yeah, the entire. I cr- okay. Here's the thing. I was I, just looking over at her, and I was just like hearing like sniffles. <laughs> here's the thing. I cry during any movie that has to do with like female empowerment. Does not also matter. anything that has to do with like a dad relationship. Oh yeah. Any movie. Like, you give me, like, a strong female character that's, like, really trying to do something with her life or, like, anything like that. Like, I'm going to sob start to finish and I make no apologies. But, yes, it was good. Um. Oh, okay. Other update. So, we asked in the last in the last couple episodes, I think, for anyone who has, like, any good Crescent City fan fiction to send us fanfic. And one of our listeners named Kay sent us a bunch of of Crescent City fan fiction. And I read them all because um, I have no self-control. And they were literally amazing. And I'm trying to convince Kat to read them. So everyone harass her I on her Twitter. I haven't read them yet. She hasn't. Maybe I will. They're so good There's because... So this... many things I gotta do. Okay. And also, I saw this on Twitter. I don't know if it's true. Are we getting five total Crescent City books? And when Kat told me this... I was a bit like shook because there is no way she's ending up with hunts if there's five books. Yeah, like I have zero we, hope. Like, are we gonna get five books of like delicious hunt and Bryce? Absolutely not. She's not that kind to us. I know. I know. I'm nervous. If it was like three books in total, then I could like back the hunt thing. But now I'm worried, and I'm worried, and I don't want it. She must end up with hunt. I will be upset. You should read the fan fiction. I think it'll help you feel better. Maybe. 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 Okay. We won't find out. Here's my thing. We're going to be reading these books like well into our 30s then. We're literally though, like I'm, we're going to have children and I'm going to be like, hold on a second. Mommy needs to finish this book. I must read the, like the final chapter of the series. <laughs> like our husbands are going to be like, are you guys fucking okay? Like, no, literally we're going to be reading for like these books forever. But apparently she's releasing two and three, like five months apart. Okay. But then how about the last two? 
So I know she has the Nessian book and then she has two more, right? So maybe like those last like two books plus like the two Crescent City ones, maybe they'll be released quickly. I don't know. I'm speculating. I'm going to forget everything by then, if we, I'm being honest. Like, like I said, it's a good thing we can just listen to our own podcast episodes. True. Very convenient. Um. Okay. Last update. Exciting update. Yes. What did we do, Kat? We launched our website. Woo! It's www.twobookbitches.com. And that's all spelled out, not yeah. like the number. Spelled out like our actual podcast name. Yeah. And it contains our face reveal. Yes, because everyone's like, what do you guys look like? And we're like, listen. We're sorry if we disappoint you. It's not that cute. So if you want to learn more about us, you can check out our website. Also, um, we've been getting like a lot of questions if we're going to start like an Instagram because some people are like, well, I don't have Twitter. Like I don't use Twitter often. So we don't have plans to start Instagram at the moment. We're just not super into it. Twitter's like so much easier just like given our like schedules and like our lifestyles and stuff. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to put a lot of our updates on the website. So like if you're looking at like books we're going to cover on the podcast, like any like news to do with the podcast, it's going to be on the website. Yeah, like our schedule, that kind exactly. of thing will all be there. Exactly. We're also going to connect our Twitter feed to the website. So if you don't have Twitter, you'll still be able to see our tweets um and see kind of like what we're up to so if you check the website every once in a while you should be like pretty connected to like what we're doing so we hope that's a pretty good solution for everyone but otherwise check out look check out the website yeah we're gonna be posting our like next month like reading stuff on it so check it out every once in a while we'll we'll update it um but i guess we can uh start the book for today yes so today we are covering the cruel prince by holly black Yes. And uh, needless to say, as usual, spoilers ahead. If you have not read The Cruel Prince, stop right now. Stop listening. Or not. Just do what you want. We're not your moms. <laughs> okay. Um. So anything you want to say about the book before we start the plot? Sure. Okay. Here's the thing. Kat read this book before me and she's like obsessed with it. I do really like this series. I read these right after I finished the Akatar series. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helped me through the reading slump that that kind of caused me to be in, um, like the reading hangover. So I do really enjoy them. I... I thought they were like really cute short reads. Yeah. So one thing I like is that they are much shorter than the books we've been reading. So they're like quick reads, which is really nice. The only thing is I read these right after I read Crescent City. And I think I was in such a massive book hangover that I probably would have enjoyed the first book in particular, The Cruel Prince, way more if I had maybe read it like a little bit longer after, like maybe a little before Crescent City. But I I will say like I enjoyed it. Like it was a good read. It was a quick read. It was entertaining. It was very political. I felt like I had to think really hard, which was like (laughs) difficult for me. Like (laughs) thinking so hard. So difficult when you only have two brain cells. What can I say? But yeah, that's how I feel about this book. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I really liked them. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I hyped them up too much for you. That, no, I don't that think a thing? So. No, I don't think so. I think you, like, hyped it up adequately. I think you – I mean, we'll get into it. Like, the do, the two main characters are, like, Jude and Cardin. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Jude. Yeah, she's badass. I think she's badass. I, I want to, like, be her best friend. I want to be her. I'm not sure. Um, it was really hard for me to like Cardin, but I think that's the point. 
I mean, he is kind of shitty in this book. He does improve within like the series. Right. But I kind of liked him the whole time. Yeah. And I don't really know what that says about me, though. Hmm. I'm worried. Hmm. We'll let the listeners chime in. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But maybe I knew I was going to like him, so I just kind of like liked him anyways. Yeah, that's true. Possible. like, you know, all the spoilers. Like, I knew he ended up being a good guy. I will say, though, this, like, remember we posted that one TikTok of, like, us being like, yeah, we're going to go into the woods and get kidnapped by fairies. And there were people that were like, oh, my God, they're literally going to skin you alive, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, oh, the Akatar fairies aren't really like that, like the Akatar fae. This was definitely more, like, traditional fae. But that's what I liked about, yeah. like, this series is that they portrayed like the fae people as like true to the myths and legends that you know you kind of grow up with in terms of what fairy people are yeah like they were definitely i did did like the take of the fairy people in this yeah like they were just definitely a little like darker a little more like 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 human hating like exactly like they could definitely murder you and like be fine with it kind of thing like even like the good fairies were still like you know but it was a different take from the fairies that we read in, you know, mm-hmm. SJM's books. Yeah. So that's why I kind of liked it. Definitely interesting. I was a, a fan. But Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's start. Let's actually start. Yeah. Okay. So we start off by meeting three Duart sisters. Mm-hmm. There is the eldest sister, Vivian. Yep. And then there are the twins, Jude and Taryn, who at this time right now, they're seven years old. They're little babies. Yes. And they're all sitting at home together and their parents are in the backyard slash cooking. I don't know. Yeah, what they're doing up to. They're, just, they're, they're doing parent things. They're doing mom and dad things, you yeah. know? And you learn that Vivian is quote unquote different. different. She's got like different colored eyes and like pointy ears. And apparently like people kind of avoid her because of that. Yeah, like kids don't really play with her and parents are also like, Meh, stay away from her. Yeah, and then someone knocks on the door and, you know, a seven-year-old Jude answers it. Which to me is like, what the fuck is going on? Because when I was young, my mom was like, Deadass, if someone knocks on the door, like, don't bother opening it. Like, it's not your job. You're not an adult. Like, I think that when I was a kid, I would, like, run away. I'm like, oh, my God, who's at the door? Someone to kill us. I still don't open the door if someone knocks on it. Oh, whenever someone knocks on the door, like, I go look at the camera Mm -hmm. to see who it is. And I'm like, I don't know you. I just pretend I'm, like, not there. I'm like, even if I'm, like, standing, like close to the door like technically someone can see me through the window i'm just kind of just like you just like freeze and you're like crawling under the table yeah yeah don't see me you're like i'm not here i'm not here it always it's always amazon always always (laughs) okay so So anyways a seven-year-old answers the door and then there is a tall ass man just standing in the doorway and that's why you don't answer the door like hello stranger danger stranger danger but like jude finally does like a smart thing and she like calls for her mom and, like, her mom, like, looks and, like, immediately she's, like, oh, my God, everyone go to your room. So, like, this is weird. Then the man starts asking who, like, these children are. And he's just being really, like, sus. Yeah. And he says that's someone named Bellican. Bellican? I say Bailkin. What? No. Girl, where does it say Bellican? Bella. Oh, I understand. Like, Bellican. You're adding an extra L. I don't think I am. Cat and I have Bailkin doesn't sound like a name. Well, listen, there were some very interesting names in this series, and there is no name guide. So no I'm just gonna go guide. with how I want to say things. Okay, so from and here on out, you will see that me and Cass have 
super differences in how we pronounce oh my god huge differences we are apologizing in advance because it's about to be so fucking annoying i don't really know who's right me Mm, (laughs) i lost the last twitter poll but maybe i'll win this one (laughs) i don't know still salty anyways so this guy named belican belican whatever (laughs) sent this man who's standing in the doorway here to find jude's mom who was thought to have died in this man's estate fire yep he's like oh, wow, look at you. Like, you're not bones and ashes kind of thing. And you're like, oh, this is interesting. And then Jude notices that the man is green. And can I just say, like, I was dead ass picturing, like, Shrek. You know, when, like, Shrek busts out of the door and he's, like, in the swamp? That's what I'm picturing. I mean, that's not a bad picture, but I didn't picture, like, an ogre. No, I didn't picture an ogre, but I just heard, like, green skin. I'm like, oh, it's Shrek. Oh, yeah. Must, they, those Must two be Shrek. go together. Hand sure. in hand. You're green, you're Shrek or Kermit, one or the other. No other option. Also, this Shrek-looking man has eyes that look like Vivian's. Yes. Who we will be calling Vivi for the rest of the episode because that's what they call her. Yeah, like, her, her nickname. sisters call her like Vivi. Vivian is way, it's like far too many syllables. I really like the name Vivian, though. I think it's really pretty. It is a pretty name. If your name is Vivian, you have a gorgeous name. Yay for you. That's all. <laughs> So you find out that Jude's mom had made vows to this man. And then she goes like, she says a sign and she's like, but what is a promise from a mortal life worth? And then I'm like, I what's mean, happening? I'm confused. Yeah. Like if you're reading this without knowing anything, you're like, well, what the fuck? I'm confused. What's going down? And then Jude's dad comes in from like the backyard or whatever. Because when he was in the backyard, apparently he has a forge, which if you don't know, that's where you craft like swords and shit. Who has one of those in their backyard? Not normal people. Seems like that would not pass by law, you know? Uh, sir, this is the suburbs. You cannot have a forge in your fucking backyard, you psycho. Maybe you need a permit for that kind of thing. He has like a special permit. He makes swords for the government. I feel like there definitely are people. Probably. Maybe it's like a secret forge. Isn't there like a TV show where they make blades and stuff? Yes. Oh my God. We watched it. Where did we watch it? I don't know. I'm getting vague memories. Is this like a fever dream that I'm Were we in a hotel room? I don't really know. But I do remember watching a TV show where they were like fighting against each other. And they made swords and shit. And they were cutting. the competition was Yeah. And they were like cutting into like fake people. Yes. No, fake, fake, like fake, like mannequins or whatever to see like how deep a sword would like cut or something. Yeah, okay, something like that. I don't remember the people part, but I thought it was like wood or something. I don't know. No, they were like steel. It was insane. No, not the sword. Like they were were chopping into like wood to see how far it would go. Oh, I understand. They definitely did that too, though. If you know, please tell us. Yeah, what is it called? It's going to bother me. It's really going to bother. We're going to Google it after. Don't worry. But if you know, please tell us what it is. If you watch it. Please talk to us about it. Um, but yeah, so her dad comes in from the backyard, from the forge. With an axe. With a fucking axe. And he swings the axe towards the man. And he does the one thing that you don't want to do when you swing an axe. He you misses. Miss. He fucking misses. And then the man, dead ass, kills her dad with a sword that he like had with him. And I was like, oh, that escalated so fast. <laughs> Apparently we're in medieval times again. Yeah, literally. And then um, after he kills the dad... He uh, kills Jude's mom. And I'm like, what? So essentially the parents are dead and these three children are just chilling. Yep. So he goes up to Vivi and tells her that she was stolen from him. And he's back to take her to her true home in Elfhelm. Elf, I, Elf, Elfhelm? Elfhelm? I, I, say, I say Elfheim. 
No, that doesn't sound right. Elf ham. Okay. Elfum. Okay. I honestly don't know. I say elf ham. I don't know. See, we told you this episode was going to be a mess. It is what it is. I need I need actual like this ways is, of pronouncing. This is our plea to every author I need out there. Phonetic spelling. Okay. You know that email we got? Yeah. From here. Let's see if we pronounce it right. It's one of our listeners. Um, their name is Lainey. Yes. But and she deadass called us out in one of our emails. <laughs> the end of it, she signs her name and she goes, but she'll probably pronounce it wrong anyways. And I'm like, and I'm like accurate. <laughs> and we're sorry if we just pronounced your name wrong. Please don't come for us. We love you. But it was literally so funny. Your support and loved your email. But we we did. I actually laughed really hard when I saw that. But anyways, yeah. so he's taking all of them to Elfheim or Elfham. Elfham. Um, and he says, like, now that all the girls are his responsibility because he killed the parents. You know what? I'm just going to call it fairyland. Yeah, that's what, that's what they say, too. They say, like, okay, the girls are taken to fairyland. So there we go. Boom. Uh, The next little bit, I guess, is literally still seven-year-old Jude. And she's basically like, fairyland sucks. And she says it sucks because, and I quote, in fairyland, there are no fish sticks, no ketchup, no television priorities boom mic drop honestly i wouldn't want to live anywhere with no tv because i love netflix i think i could live without ketchup and fish sticks oh yeah no we tv okay what couldn't you live without um, like if you were brought to like this mythical land that's kind of like stuck in medieval times yeah okay this is gonna be like really really basic but i'm not gonna lie i fucking love me a good iced coffee and not one that i make myself like i have to like go pick it up from somewhere so like i would really miss iced coffee i would really miss like netflix Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it i think i could like what else i think i would miss like a flushable toilet oh because they do comment they don't have toilets i really don't want to pee in a pot no i love the modern washroom yeah like not even just that like a shower too like just modern washrooms man i would miss those truly if i went back to medieval times plumbing oh amazing underrated invention true i honestly that's probably one of the things i miss yeah the most i would also miss like tv but i'd also miss like heating and air conditioning i just miss like inside like i'd miss modern conveniences and this is like again like such like first world privilege but it's true like i would i'm a big baby and i would miss all that stuff i really would same big baby yeah but the clothes would be cute yeah, that's true. I would fucking love that. Like, Renaissance clothes? Hell yeah. Sign me up. Anyways. All right. So, now, flash forward 10, ten years. years. Yeah. And now Jude is, like, 17, I guess? Yeah. So, I guess she's 17 slash 18 for this, like, whole series. Yes. And she's still living in Fairyland. Yep. And currently, she's getting her hair done by a preacher's servant. I think it's called, like, what's the servant's name? I don't remember. Tell. Tatterfall. Tatterfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's how you say it, I don't I know. I think it's Tatterfell, yes. Um, and you find out that the man that took them, his name is Maddock. We're see that we agree on. We're in agreement. Okay, yeah, Maddock. Yeah, yeah. Maddock. Maddock is Shrek. He's the green guy. And you find out that like when she came to fairy, she had to be given like true sight to be able to see through the glamour. So like that's pretty typical of like mm-hmm. fae. Like in a lot of books, that's a thing. And she also has to wear a necklace of rowan berries to shield her from enchantments. So I guess like one thing about these fae is like if they tell you to do something as a mortal, you're like compelled to do it, right? Yeah, if they use like their fairy powers or whatever, you. yeah, like power of like suggestion. they charm you or whatever glamour. So you, I don't know. yeah, so they have to wear that like necklace all the time if you're mortal. 
So apparently, currently, there is this tournament that Jude is really excited to be participating in, and it's like four days away, but she has to go to a party in the High King's Court tonight, and she's not happy about it. No, she doesn't like parties. And you find out that Jude and her twin, Taryn, are treated like true-born children of the fairy, even though they are mortal. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. Like, yeah. the Maddock, like, he insisted that they were, like... Yeah, because he's pretty high up in, like, the court, I guess. And he's, he's, like, like, the like ge- a general. The, the head general or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, people, like, fear him slash, like, respect him. Yeah. And you also find out, like, little tidbit of information. It confirms that fairies can't lie. Which is that that's like traditional like fairy legend. Yeah. So they can like twist their words or like spin the truth, but they can't like yeah. flat out lie like, to depending you. Depending on what they say, mm-hmm. they can appear to be lying even though every single thing that's coming out of their mouth is the truth. Exactly. Um, and like Jude's really excited for this tournament because she wants to win a spot in court to and like become a knight because the only other way she can get a spot in court is to get married. And our girl Jude is not about that life. She's not interested. Power to you. Power to you, girl. Fucking do it. Um, so yeah, she doesn't want to get married. She wants to become a knight. And uh yes. So yeah, that's when you find out Maddox, like the High King's general yes. and all that good stuff. And like that he's actually like really nice to the girls for the most part and like treated them like his own children. So like I guess you like very slightly, and I mean this like so loosely, made up for the fact that you flat out murdered her parents. Like slight makeup. Like slime, a sliver. Not really. <laughs> That's why I said like the slightest sliver, like the teensiest. He's, he's truly living like in the in the gray area. Oh, hundred percent. You know like, what I mean? The bar for him is like really like the bars on the ground. At like least he treats them nicely. Yeah, like he's not like a dick to them, which is yeah. like okay, great because yeah. you find out that a lot of the fairies are actually like really fucking mean, S- especially to mortals. Yeah. And, like, in particular, they're super mean to, like, the twins. So Taryn comes to get Jude, and you kind of get this vibe that she's, like, more ladylike than Jude is. Yeah, like, like, yeah, ladylike, if you will. Like, just seems, like... Just more, like, into, like... The finer things. Yeah. She's not, like, she's not going to participate in the tournament. No, no, no. She's more, like, I would rather marry into the court kind of route. Exactly. Yeah. And then you also find out that... Vivian has kind of turned into more of like a rebel and basically hates Maddox and kind of does whatever she can to piss him off. So yeah. she's not going to this party that they're all going to. She's like poster rebel child. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like Rune. Yeah. yeah. Her, her and Rune. Yeah, that's okay. a good yeah. person. Yeah. Um, and then you also find out Maddox has a new wife now and her name is Oriana. Yes, that's what I say. And Oriana. we also agree on that? Okay, so we agree on that pronunciation. Yep. Um, and so they all go to the party together minus Vivi. Yep. And you also find out that Oriana gave birth to Oak, who is Maddox's youngest child. He's like quite young right he's now. He's like seven or something. Yeah, or he's something. like little. And oh. apparently he's this little blonde kid with like horns. Yep. And so Oriana kind of warns the twins uh, not to act foolish at the party, not to like dance or eat or drink, essentially not to have any fun. Yeah. Cause, well, because apparently like mortals can like dance until like they die, die. or yeah. like if they eat or drink the wrong thing. That's bad. So they have to... Because the food can have, like, enchantment in them. Yeah. So fairy food, like, you find out in parts of the book that uh, Taryn and Jude actually have to salt their food because the salt gets rid of the enchantment, I guess. Something like that, yeah. So, like, you can't trust all the food at a party. I fucking love salt, so I'd be, like, super into this. You're going to put salt on, like, fruit? Have you ever put salt on, like, something sweet? 
It truly enhances the flavor. What are you putting salt on? Like, have you ever put salt on a brownie? Okay, but you don't put a lot of, you just, a little bit. Just a little, a little sprinkle. sprinkle. Yeah, you dip in your strawberries and salts. Yeah, what's it to you? <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> no, I would never. That's actually so gross. <laughs> Anyways, um, yes. Okay, oh, and you also find out that fairies are, like, active at nighttime. Yes. Which I thought so, was really fucking So cool. everyone, like, sleeps during the day and, like, they come alive at night. I love that. I'd be down. I wish that's how my life would be. Like, I'm way more awake at night. I love sleeping during the day. Oh, my God. Same. Like, day naps. Oh. Love it. Nothing compares, truly. So, anyways, they go into the party and you meet the high king who was named Eldred. No. Yeah, yeah El- I say Eldred. Eldred? Mm-hmm. Sure enough. Whatever. And he is the grandson of Queen Mab, who is the queen who conquered Fairyland with her horned consort. Yeah, and because she had, like, a horned consort... All of Eldred's children have like an animal-like quality to them. They like all have garden like garden. Yeah, the tail. Mm. Can we talk about it a little bit? Not right now. Okay, we can talk about it later. I have so many questions about his tail, all in my head right now. Save them for later. Okay. Don't forget them. Write them down. Do they become? Does the tail become like more important? Because like you don't really see the tail in this book. Um, I don't really know if important. Like it's not really. Like, but does a- it become like more like a thing? Like, do you – is it featured more, if you will? It's featured, and it kind of comes out to play a little bit in certain scenes. Okay. But it's not like a deterrent. It's not like a, ooh, tail gross. You know what I mean? Like, it's not okay. really – Okay. Because, like, much. the tail didn't really get any spotlight in this book, so – It will. I'm excited. But it's not really an important feature. Okay. But I will ask my questions. I have so many. Let's table those for now. All right. All right. So, Eldred yep. has six children. Prince Belican. Belkin. Whatever. Is the eldest. And he has like thorns on his like hands and arms. Interesting. Yeah. And he and his followers are called the Circles of Grackle? Grackles? Yeah, I say Circle of Grackles. And they are basically all about having a good time. Yeah. That's their that's their yeah. circles vibe. Then there's Princess Elowen. Yep. I say Elowen. And her followers are called the Circle of Larks, and they love art. Yep. That's their thing. Next, we have Prince Dane, who has, like, deer legs and hooves, and he has the Circle of Falcons, which is filled with the knights and warriors. Mm-hmm. Then there's Princess Rhea. Yeah, I say, like, Raya or, like, Rhea. I can see either way. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just pick one. You don't really know that much about her, except you... No, she's kind of, like, a side character. Yeah, and she's, like, really good friends with Vivi. Yeah. And she, like, likes to hunt and stuff. Like, yes. Yeah. And then there's also Princess... Celia? Yeah, I say Celia. 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 Like, uh, yeah. Celia. Uh, Celia. Let's go with that. And finally, the youngest is Prince Cardin. We know all about him. Ooh. And, like, apparently, like, Cardin is, like, the worst of the children. Like, Jude makes a comment that he, like, fucking sucks, basically. And he has, like, three equally sucky friends. And their names are... Okay. (laughs) I say Locke. Kat says... I say Loki. It's not right. That's how I've been reading it this whole time. I read it as Locke. But Locke doesn't have an E at the end. Right. But I just think, I just think it's like an E for no reason. I just think Locke doesn't sound like a name. Like Loki sounds like a name. All right. Fair enough. I say Locke. So if you hear Locke and Loki talks, tossed around. It's the same person. Same person. Yeah. So yeah. His three equally sucky friends, Locke, Nicasia. What? How do you say it? Nicasia. Oh my God. (laughs) What? I say Nicasia. No. 
That's not what I see at all. Oh my god. I we were going to agree on that one. No, I say Nikasia. Nikasia. Why isn't this interesting? What? <laughs> that oh is even god. worse than the Loki lock. I know, it really is. Okay, I don't really know how to say it properly though. Uh, yeah. G- help us out, everyone. Please. Like, please. Send if, if there's somewhere where she's confirmed, like canon, how you pronounce these names. Oh my god, we would love to see it. Please send that to us. Please, we're Because honestly, you. your opinion's like. It's just your opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, you could be I did Google it. I didn't really find anything. So like I said, like we said, if someone has something official, yes, please send it our way. Or I mean, I guess we could just go with like consensus. Yeah, that too. Um, And the last shitty friend is Valerian. Okay, this one we agree on. Right, right. But this is actually like a name. Yes. So Valerian. Those are the three crappy friends. Um, And Taryn tells Jude that apparently like Cardin has a tail. So this is when you like officially... Find Did out. you want to ask your question? Um, okay. Here are my question. So apparently he keeps it hidden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what the uh, texture of the tail is. Is it like furry? Is it soft? Is it smooth? Is it covered in skin? Is it covered in something else? So this is what I'm picturing. Okay. I'm picturing a tail, like a long tail mm-hmm. with a little fur at the end. That Okay. So I pictured that, but then what is the short hair? Like, the, the tail is – is the rest of the tail is just, like, short hair. Okay, because – But it's not puffy. It's not like a – Right, like a poofy tail. It's not tail. a poofy tail. Like, it's it's short hair all the way to the little tuff at the end. Okay. I was having – Kind of like a lion tail, you know what I mean? Okay, yes, because I was having a really difficult time, and I was picturing, like, a combination of, like, a rat tail and, like, a lion tail. No, no, I just think it's a straight lion tail. And I tail. was just really having a hard time reconciling straight lion that. Straight tail. Okay. But, like, I think that the color of it's black. Um, does his tail help him do th- – like, can he grab things with it? I think it's just an extra appendage. An extra appendage? <laughs> what else can that tail do? I mean, you haven't read it. Oh my God, that's right. You know what I'm thinking of? You know uh, Avatar? James Cameron Avatar? He doesn't do that. Oh, okay. So he doesn't, does not do that. So they don't stick their tails together and have like a good... Jude doesn't have a tail. Maybe other people have tails. I don't know. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Maybe. But I don't think that's how, what's happening in Who this. knows? Um, but yes, you find out officially he has a tail. And as, like, the friend group is, like, walking by, Valerian is, like, hella rude to Jude. And, like, you clearly get the picture that, like, the twins are not popular amongst the Fae. And I think there's a lot of animosity because the twins are treated relatively well for mortals. And, like, clearly, like, the Fae cannot handle that, particularly their peers, I think. Um, And, like, Cardin also, like, rips a Fae's wings off because the Fae didn't bow. Dramatic. So see, and this is I had a hard time liking. Okay, Cardin I'm at not first. saying he was a great guy off the bat. No, no, he was really crappy off like at first, but hopefully he gets better. But anyways, these friends walk away, and then Loki winks at Jude, and she's confused, hella confused. And then Taran is like, well, "Don't give them a reason to bother us." Yeah, Taran, I feel like is always trying to like shrink and be like invisible, kind of. Yeah, she likes to blend in. She doesn't want to cause, like, a ruckus. Mm -hmm. No scene. Yes. So later, Jude gets back from the party, and then before she falls asleep, this, like, owl thing asks what she's tired of. Yeah, because I think she said out loud, she's like, I'm so tired. Same. Every day. Amen. Every hour. Truly. Every waking moment. I'm I'm just tired. I I think it's a problem. Maybe I'm, like, B12 deficient. Who knows? I don't know either. I don't know. Yeah, but Jude says of being powerless. That's what she's tired of. This is when you kind of start to get the insight that, like, what Jude is really looking for in life is, like, security and, like, power. Mm-hmm. Like, she feels... Lots re- of power. Yes. This whole book is really, like, just about a power dynamic, mm-hmm. like a power struggle. Yeah. So, the next day, Jude and Taryn 
have to go to class with the rest of the Fae children. Mm-hmm. And they are taught by like lecturers, lecturers mm-hmm. from all over the land. And Jude in particular likes to learn about strategy and fighting. Yes, that's her favorite. Yes. And Madoc has like taught them a lot about that. And Jude wants to become a knight to protect herself and her sister. Yeah, like, I think Madoc taught them, like, sword fighting strategy, yes, like, battle yeah. shit. Like, so, you know, they know what they're they're doing with the sword. Yeah, exactly. Um, During, like, a class break, like, I guess they're all trying to, like, eat and stuff. And, like, Cardin literally walks by and kicks dirt into Taryn and Jude's food. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? You're such an asshole. Like, he straight up kicks dirt in their food. And I think, honestly, if someone did that to me, I would literally cry. Like, imagine. It's so mean. Would I cry or would I just, like, lunge for them and just, like, start beating the shit out of them? You'd probably lunge. I would immediately cry. I would would be so sad. Like, imagine. It's, it's like, when you drop your food and you're so excited to eat it and then it's on the floor. Okay, but that's you doing it. Someone else is doing this to you. I'd be like, how dare you ruin my food? Well, I cry when I'm mad anyway, so. I would be punching them crying. Tears streaming down your face, but, like, (laughs) still trying to duck them in the face. Still punching them. Fair, fair, fair. And his friend group, like, starts mocking the twins, basically saying that they will never be their equals. And Nikasia is, like, super, super bitchy. And, like, she's she's really mean to them. Her and Valerian, I think, are, like, the worst to them. Mm-hmm. Cardin is just, like, kind of, like, a dick, but he lets, like, his friends do, like, the really mean he shit. Does. And then Locke is, like, always the one that's, like, trying to get them to leave the twins alone. Mm-hmm. And, like, Cardin ends up mocking Jude about, like, the tournament, and he's, like, telling her to drop out of it. And, like, Jude basically tells him to fuck off. She's not going to drop out. Taryn is telling her that it's better if she keeps her mouth shut. Yeah. She's like, please, for the Because, again, Taryn doesn't want to be – She's like, don't rock the boat. Yeah. She wants to be left alone mm-hmm. and exactly. doesn't like confrontation, clearly. Mm-hmm. Then, on their way home, Taryn is asking Jude if she's going to drop out of the tournament, to which Jude is like, hell no. Nah. Yeah. No. There's no way. And Taryn wonders if Maddox will allow Jude to become a knight because she can compete in this tournament but won't be considered for knighthood unless Maddox, like, approves. Yeah. Which is, like, rude. Of course. And she has to wear, like, this – like, if she's approved, she has to wear, like, a sash and shit. So, like, if her de facto dad doesn't agree, she can't do shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, like, they're kind of, like, talking about this and Taryn kind of confirms we already know and is saying, like, she'd rather just fall in love. Like, that's her, like, grand plan to, like, get accepted into court. She wants to get married and settle down. She wants at the ripe old age of 17 to find herself a husband and settle down. And, I mean, if that's your vibe, go for it. Whatever floats the boat. Who are we to knock it? So, when the girls get home, Vivi is all, like, flustered because a sprite infestation has, like, messed with their belongings. And the girls find a picture of Vivi in the mortal lands. And she's, like, with a girl. So, like, I think the picture is, like, a oh, Vivi Vivi. with, like... Oh, it's Vivi and a girl, not Vivi and the sisters. No, oh, yeah. So, like, they kind of, like, pick this. it up off the oh, floor yes, yes, and yes, they're yeah. like, ooh, what's this? And they look at it and it's, like, Vivi and, like, what looks like her girlfriend. I understand. So, they're like, oh. Yes, I remember this now. What an interesting yes. piece of information. But they don't, like, question her about it yet. No, they don't say anything. Yeah. So, then at dinner, Maddox announces that the king is likely to abdicate in favor of his son, Prince Dane. Mm-hmm. And, like, the... The crown, and we'll learn more about it later, but basically, like, the crown is, like, enchanted to be passed down only in the bloodline. So, like, he can't just crown someone random. It has to be, like, a son or a daughter, basically. Yeah, and the coronation will be in autumn, and Maddox has a plan to ensure their futures. Oh, yes. Whatever that means. Whatever. He's, he's a weird one. I always mm-hmm. got weird vibes from him. 
Yeah, very suspicious. And like Taryn does that like really asshole things that like siblings do where it's like, Jude has a question to ask you. And like. Oh, yeah, right. I, I roll at that. I hate that. And like Jude finally asks Maddox about the tournament and he tells her that she won't be considered for knighthood. And like he kind of like thinks it's a whim and that like and he makes a comment. He's like, you're no killer. So you think. It, mm. Who knows? And he says that they can basically like rediscuss this after the coronation. He's like, listen, sit on it. If you still want this after the coronation, then we can have an actual conversation about it. And then later, Jude tries to convince Tarn to skip class like a good sister. And Tarn is like, we can't just skip class because you're sad about the tournament, <laughs> which is like, what What do you mean? We can't? What do you mean we can't skip class and cry in the bedroom? That's my favorite thing to do. It's literally my favorite thing to do. Exactly. Um, so they Did do you ever a- use like your period as an excuse to like skip class? Uh, like skip school? Be like, oh my God, my, my period cramps. I can't. So I'm not going to lie. I used to do that for gym class mm. because um, I'm not an athletic girl. I hated gym class. So especially when it was a sport that I hated. Oh, so, like, volleyball for me. Oh, yes. It's the only sport that she's afraid of the ball in. Yeah, I don't know why. It hurts my arms. No, I don't I like that. Love. See, volleyball is something I actually like playing. I like playing soccer, but like I'm so bad at basketball. So if we were on like the basketball unit, I would be like, oh, I have cramps. And like, what are they supposed to say? No. So I used to sit out sometimes because of that. <laughs> but you can't use it too often. No, no, no. It has to sound, it has to be like real. You yeah. Know and I mean? sometimes like, it, it was real. fucking real. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my sure. God. But let's be real. Exactly. It's worse. The worst. Either way, back to the story. They don't skip class, they're no, good they girls. They don't skip, um, but during lunch, you realize that Jude has, like, salted all of Cardin and his friend's food so they can't eat it because it, like, tastes bad, I guess. And, like, I don't think they can eat consumed salt. They can't? I don't think – I think there's something with, like, fey and salt. Maybe you're right. I think that was the bad thing. I don't even think it was Wait, just – do they die if they eat salt? I don't know if they die or I just don't know if it's, like, maybe, like – Poisonous? Like, anaphylactic shock. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But it's not good for them. Yeah. And then Taran is basically like, bro, you just, like – declared war yeah and jude literally says at the end she's like i've just declared war and she's excited about it she's she seems she's like, like ah yay okay okay this next chapter was kind of weird like jude basically tells like these three stories um and the three stories basically just illustrate how Faye and the land of fairy have proven like how vulnerable she is and she basically like admits to the fact that she hates being mortal Yes, she wishes she was like Faye, but she also hates that she wishes that. Yeah, it, it's very complicated. Like, I think one of the stories is like someone bit off her finger. Yeah, like the tip of her pinky finger is like missing or something. And then, yeah, and then the other one is like someone spelled her, like enchanted her and like almost like assaulted her, I think. I don't remember this. I think. And then the last story she told was when Oak accidentally. Oh, yeah. Oak accidentally enchanted her. Yeah. And he like figured out that he would like she would do whatever he said. He made her like slap herself a bunch of times. Yeah. It was just like it was it was not good. So yeah, you just realize like how vulnerable she is. And then, yeah, you learn that she hates being mortal, but that she hates she hates being mortal. Right. Does that make sense? Two negatives. I don't know. A lot of negatives. It's okay. Makes sense. A lot of negatives. So then on their way home from lessons, Cardin and his friends retaliate by basically like grabbing the girls, dragging them into a river to be drowned by Nixies. Yep. Dramatic. Very dramatic. Yes. And Cardin says he'll save them if Jude promises to not participate in the tournament, which she's like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. She kind of like doesn't really respond in the way he wants. So then Cardin makes an offer to Taryn saying if she forsakes her sister, he'll help her. And like Jude actually encourages Taryn to go. 
She's like, do it, save yourself, get out of the water. And she does. And like, Ju makes a comment that like, even though she told her sister to do it, she was still kind of hurt that her sister. It's like, you know, when you tell someone like, no, I'll be fine. Just go. Yeah, for sure. Just go. And then they go and you're like, what the fuck? I didn't actually want you to go. Or like you text your fiance like, I'm fine. And they're like, okay. It's like, bro, I'm not fine. Like, yeah. Clearly, like you were supposed to say something. Yeah. But you failed. You yeah, failed yeah, the yeah, test. Yeah, yeah. Or like sometimes like mine will be like, do we have plans? And like Loki, we like really didn't have plans and like none of us do. And so he'll make plans to do something else, which is totally fine. But then I'm being like a sucky baby and I'm like, I wanted you to make plans with me like this. It's like you expect them to read your mind. Yeah, exactly. And apparently that's not realistic. Fucking insane. Um, yeah. So Taryn like does like get out of the water. Jude is hurt. And like Cardin keeps like goading Jude about their mortality. Like that's like a common thing. He's just like, you guys will die one day. Like that's his like big diss because the Fae do live forever, right? Mm-hmm. Literally, they live forever. But you also find out, I don't know if you find it out now, but the humans – can live forever too as long as they stay in fairyland. Mm, yeah, like they're not really gonna like... Like their aging is super slowed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you necessarily find that out now, but I mean, it's kind of like... You find that out so- at some point. At some book. point. But if they if they were to ever go back into the mortal land, that they would turn back to their like their actual age. That's fucked. So... So, like, after a while, they would kind of have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you can assume, like, Vivi has a picture with that girl, right? So, you can assume that, like, the girls are going over to the mortal lands and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, eventually, the twins would have to stop. I guess right now, they don't really care. Like, they're young. Yeah, they're still quite young. Um, And, like, he's basically saying, like, yeah, you're mortal. You're never going to be one of us. And, like, how he can basically get them to do anything because, like, Faye can, like, entice you to do things. And, like, eventually, the group, like, leaves, like, Cardin's group of friends. And the twins walk home. And Tarn cries all the way home literal eye roll she's such an annoying character honestly i'm not yeah i'm not i don't know what it is i don't really like taryn um throughout the the book series i just think that you know i guess sisters can have their like you know their problems and not all sisters are close but i figured that you know since they were twins that it's, it's a different type of relationship yeah but theirs is very like strained i find yeah it's it's definitely interesting i feel like jude really loves her sister but then sometimes, like, Taryn does shit, and I'm like, girl, yeah, what are you doing? Yes. Like, what are you doing? She, I think that she's just very, like, a selfish character. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I, I get the feeling. And I mean, I don't know. I can't fault her. She really wants to fit in in fairy, but she wants to fit in in a different way than Jude does. So Jude wants, like, power and, like, a place of, like, influence, whereas Taryn just kind of, like, wants to, like, get married and, like, blend in. She wants everyone to love her and she wants to marry one of them and live happily ever after forever. So definitely weird. But anyways, um, Jude gets woken up that day, right? Because they sleep during the day. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. By Vivi telling her to skip class because they're going to the mall. And Taryn is coming with them. Get in, bitches. We're going shopping. Yeah, so they're going to, like, the, the mortal lands. Yeah. So at the mall, Taryn apologizes to Jude for not helping her against Cardin and his and like his friend group. Mm-hmm. But Jude isn't mad because you know Taryn saved herself, and uh, Vivi is trying to convince Jude to do like more shit against Cardin. Yeah, she's friends. like, "What else can we think of?" Yeah, like, and Taryn is like, "Oh, please don't. Like, yeah. let's not start shit." She's like, "Can you guys not? Like, maybe a little bit. Like, maybe just everyone like fucking calm <laughs> yeah. down." Then you find out that Vivi brought them to the mall to introduce them to Heather which is her girlfriend. That's like the the person that we saw in the photo. Mm-hmm. And Heather has asked Vivi to move in with her. Ooh. So she wants the girls to actually come with her yeah, and move she, in with 
Heather as well. Yeah, she's like, guys, we can all live in the mortal lands. But, like, the problem is, like, the twins, like, don't really know anything but fairy. Like, that's where they grew up. So, to them, fairy's home. I also don't think that either one of them wants to leave, like, the fairy land. No, I don't think so. Um, I don't get that vibe. You also find out that, like, Vivi has not told Heather anything about the fae. And then I had a question. Do the mortals know anything about fae at all? I don't think so. Okay, but, like, when they saw Vivi as a small child with, like, these pointed, fluffy ears, were they not, like, what the fuck? Maybe it was just a Genetic. birth defect. Maybe. That's I don't what know. what they're thinking. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, um, I don't know. Humans like to just fit things into. Like, yeah. When they don't understand things. We make explanations, yes. right? When yeah. we don't understand something, we just... You know, we explain it away. Exactly. We're like, oh, yeah. this is the reason. So that's probably what happened there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think the fairies are, like... The humans don't know the fairies exist. Okay, okay. But it's interesting because it looks like the um, the fairyland is very close to mortal land. Like yeah, it seems like they're very it's like intertwined. A island somewhere off the coast. Yeah, like what's around it? Is it just like a bunch of fucking clouds? And like the humans are like, nope, don't we know. don't go there. Like <laughs> that's that's the cloud area. Like <laughs> I don't know. We're not curious at all. I don't know. But yeah. Heather doesn't know anything and like obviously like when the girls like meet Heather she's like really curious about their family and I think they say something like oh we just have a really conservative father and like that kind of ends that and then when they're leaving the mall I think like some guy tries to flirt with Jude and he's doing it kind of in like a not so you know not so polite way so um she punches him in the parking lot and that's when she's like to Vivi like see like I don't belong here like look at the shit that happens when I'm in the mortal world which is like you know what accurate you shouldn't necessarily go around punching people. I just think that she is used to having to like retaliate mm-hmm, against constantly. like fairies and like, always have to protect herself. Yeah. So she's always on like high alert. Yeah. When this like mortal guy like came up to her in like a nice way, she was like, stay away. You are stranger danger. And like the thing is too, like she's so much weaker against the fae, but she's so much stronger against the average mortal because like she's been trained. Mm-hmm. So she could like beat your ass up, which is like good for you, girl um but yeah so they leave and then at lessons the next day jude sees Cardin talking to taryn and taryn is crying and then jude goes up to him and she like fucking like shoves him right like she like pushes him Mm -hmm. and she's like don't ever go near her again and he's like you're going to regret doing that to me so now they're like officially just like constantly going head to head and like when I was reading this, I was very confused as to why Cardin in particular hated the girls so much other than the fact that they were just human. It seems like he has like a personal vendetta, but they didn't really do anything directly to him. Do you need a reason not to like someone though? I guess not. And people have disliked people for less, but I was I was always like wondering this, like, but that's just my I really little. don't think that you find out though. Really. Like, like like a where reason, like yeah a, like where the hatred started I mean, kind of a little but like it's still yeah like, like what like justified really yeah like why did he hate her as like a, like what did she do to him kind of thing I don't know I I, guess I could respond but I won't because it will spoil it hmm. so I'll uh, save it for later yes so Taryn basically won't tell Jude what Cardin said. And she wants Jude to fix things with Cardin because he has all the power in this situation, which, you know, this whole book is essentially this huge power struggle. Yep. And Taryn wants Jude to not fight with him in the tournament. But like Jude's like, I'm gonna do it anyways. Yeah. So now it's the day of the tournament. And initially Jude is playing like really defensively and avoids Cardin. Yeah. Because I guess she does want to like make her sister like slightly happy and like make their lives slightly easier. Slightly. Slightly. 
So Cardin goes up to her and like is basically like goading her. He tells her that like if he asked, her sister would like roll around in the grass with him. Like if he asked Tarin, she'd probably like have sex with him. Whether or not that's like of her free will, like we don't know because technically he could just like force her essentially. Um, And like after that, like after he makes that comment about her sister, she starts to play like really hard during the tournament and she basically like demolishes like Valerian and Cardin. Yeah, she like wins the tournament essentially Mm -hmm. for like I think her group of people. Yeah. And they find out that Maddox didn't watch at all. Like he didn't watch the tournament at all. And she's kind of like bummed because she wanted him to see. Shitty stepdad. Daddy issues. So then after... Cardin comes up to her calling her like nothing and that she's destined to die because like that's he loves to throw her mortality in her face loves it it's his favorite activity and he essentially wants Jew to beg his forgiveness and she's like nope no thank you oh and I think she says like hold on this is actually really oh wow I flipped to the right page so fast she says this like really good thing so he's like beg whatever and she's like beg and he goes you defied me more than once your only hope is to throw yourself on my mercy in front of everyone do it or i will keep on hurting you until there is nothing left to hurt and then she goes you think because you can humiliate me you can control me well i think you're an idiot since we started being tutored together you've gone out of your way to make me feel like i'm less than you and to coddle your ego i have made myself less i have made myself small i've kept my head down but it wasn't enough to make you leave taran and me alone so i'm going So I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to keep on defying you. I'm going to shame you with my defiance. You remind me that I'm a mere mortal and you are a prince of fairy. Well, let me remind you, that means you have much more to lose and I have nothing. Like, she's literally like, I promise you this, this is the least of what I can do. Like, she's essentially made it her mission to to fuck with him. Yeah. And everyone's like, ooh. Yeah. So then Loki comes and asks if she's okay and... Basically, how funny it is that she gets under Cardin's skin. Yep. And he goes, keep it up. Yep. So then that night, a servant comes to get Jude saying that the prince is downstairs and asking for her. And she thinks it's Cardin. But it actually ends up being Dane. And he's like, who are you expecting? Are my brothers bothering you? And she lies. And he's amazed at her ability, essentially. Yeah, because like humans can lie. Like they can't, right? And so they talk and he essentially asks her what she wants and she tells him that she wants to be his knight and she wants to resist enchantment. Yeah, that's her big thing. She doesn't want to be controlled. So he offers her a position as a spy in his court of shadows and in exchange, he will put a guise on her. Okay, I say geese. I don't know. Kat's like blank staring at me right now. She's like, what the fuck? I say geese. Geese, guys. I don't know. I I was reading a guy. You know what? Maybe geese is right. I'm gonna go with that. Okay, I'll just go with yours. Mm-hmm. So he puts a geese on her to protect her from enchantments. Yeah, and I think like this is the geese. He goes, Jude Duart, daughter of clay, from this day forward, no fairy glamour will addle your mind. No enchantment will move your body against your will. None save for that of the maker of this geese. No one will be able to control you except for me. And she accepts. Yes. Boom. Now she's a spy. Yes. And so she is hella excited to be a spy. Mm-hmm. Like, same. I would be too. I had this really like... This spy is- kids. Yeah, but I have I this- loved Spy Kids. I always wanted to be one of them with their cool gadgets. A hundred percent. Do you remember there was that one, I think it's in Spy Kids 2 or something, where they have like these chips and they put it in like this device and out comes like a McDonald's meal. <gasps> oh my God, yes. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. Oh my God, I love that. Wow, that was such a huge sidetrack, but I loved that scene. Oh my God. And I always wish that was real. 
I'm having a moment right now. That would be literally amazing. Dream come true. I always wanted to get like, this is so fucked up and this just shows you how like wild a child's brain is. But when I was like younger, I was like, what if someone like kidnapped me and like took me to like a spy school and like I became like an international like assassin or something. So like the Black Widow essentially? Basically. Be cool. Which is why I love the Black Widow so much. R.I.P. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Sorry if I spoiled that for you. Oops. Oh well, it's, it's been out for a long time. You guys need to watch anyways, it. Anyways, let's get back. So then at dinner, Maddox says that he's proud of her performance in the tournament, even though he didn't even watch it. Yeah. But I and, guess he knew like she won, yes, right? I guess everyone's like raving about her. Mm-hmm. And Tarn is pissed at Jude for not taking it easy in the tournament and basically like making their lives hella harder. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Jude goes to class alone the next day, and she ends up getting into a fight with um Nicasia, who slaps her. What a crazy... Like, she literally stops her. Then Valerian shoves an apple in Jude's mouth with fairy apple, which is like a fairy apple, so it has like that ability to enchant you. Yeah, and the thing with the geese is, so the geese protects her from anyone trying to enchant her with like words or like control her, but it doesn't protect her from like fairy food. So essentially, she's fucked. So Valerian and Nicassia are like toying with her, like making her take off her clothes and humiliate her. Luckily, it's, she's wearing underwear. Uh, it's actually fucked, though. Like, yeah, no, this was pretty bad. Like, you're, she's doing it completely against her will. Yeah, and she has no power to stop it. It was, like, really icky to read this part. Yes. I was like, ooh. And then Loki eventually, like, comes in and stops it and, like, takes her home. And then on their way home, Loki says he wants to see her again. So we're like, hmm. interesting. This is interesting. And then when she gets home, Maddox is pissed um, and is trying to, like, get her to tell him, like, who did it. And mm-hmm. she, like, refuses to tell. And she, like, lies about it and saying she ate it by herself. Like, sure. What the fuck? Yeah, no. Like, that's, that's not true. Like, that's believable. Bad lie. And in fact, he doesn't even believe her. Mm-hmm. He's like, whenever I find out who did this to you, I'll kill him. Yeah. And, like, kind of, like, in response, she asks Maddox to, like, teach her more, like, more strategy, more blade work, whatever. And he, like, agrees. And then when she goes upstairs to bed, the owl is back. And the owl, you find out, is, I guess, like, part of the Court of Shadows, like, Prince Dane's, like, spies or whatever. And he tells her to go to Hollow Hall, which is the home of Balkan. Balkan. And he tells her to find us a secret the king won't like. Find treason. So Jude officially has her first assignment. And from I Dane. honestly, like, this, as the first assignment, like, this is your first assignment. Like, so vague. But, like, bro, I've been doing this for two fucking days. <laughs> I've, been, I've only been doing this for two fucking days. And you want her to find treason? You know, when you That's get an assignment in university and they don't give you a rubric. Or they, they don't give you any direction. They, they're just, like, write an essay. They're like, here, go. Sir, what's the essay supposed Dude, to be about? Just go. I don't know. Just write an essay. Just put words on a paper. And you're like, oh, okay, no problem. Makes sense. That's what this is. Yeah. So the next day, Jude, like, dresses herself as a servant to go into Hollow Hall because they actually have human servants there. So she's, like, gonna blend in. Because, like, no one really gives her, like, a second look, you know? Um, And she ends up in, like, a bedroom. And she realizes that it's Cardin's bedroom. And she realizes he has, like, a crap ton of books. And one of them is actually, like, Alice Through the Looking Glass, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the Alice in Wonderland yeah, books. Yeah, I think it's the second one. And she steals it. So she takes it with her and she's like creeping around again and she finds another room with a bunch of papers on the table. And I think this is like um, Balkin's like study or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And she shuffles through the papers because she's like, oh, I'm, there has to be something here. Me. And she finds a letter. And this is what the letter says. It goes, I know the provenance of the blusher mushroom that you ask after. 
but what you do with it must not be tied to me. After this, I consider my debt paid. Let my name be stricken from your lips. And I was like, what? Same. Who? What's a blusher mushroom? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Does it make you blush if you eat it? It sounds so nice, but it's clearly not. So as she's like reading this letter, she's like copying it. And then she hears people coming upstairs and she like fucking hides. And read the chair. Dumb. Literally dumb. But who comes upstairs? Bellican and Cardin come up. And Bellican is being like a super big dick. And he's like calling Cardin essentially like a disappointment. And then Bellican makes a servant like essentially whip Cardin as punishment for not being able to like be the best with like a when in the sword fight. It's actually fucked. And like you then I, this is when I finally started to realize that maybe Cardin's like all fucked up because his family is fucked up. Possible. You know? Yeah. So definitely like he's a product of his environment. Exactly. Like exactly. Nurture over nature. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Psych 101. Mm-hmm. Everyone. So she takes like the letter that she, I think she made a copy of it because yeah. she didn't want to like take it. Yeah. And she delivers Smart. the letter to Dane. And that's when Jude meets Roach, a member of the Court of Shadows. Yes. And they look over the letter and they decide that it was written by Queen Orla. I say Orla too. Hey! And Which is Nicasia's mother. Nicasia's mother. Whatever. <laughs> who also happens to be the queen of the undersea. Yeah, so Nikasia's like a princess, which is yes. like, and I think it's common for like fairy children to be raised by like other courts as like gestures of goodwill. I don't know. Yeah. Like an exchange program. Yes. So what they think is that Queen Orla obtained the poison uh, for Belican. So blusher mushrooms is like poison. Yeah. And they think that basically like Belkin is going to poison Dane, his brother, because Dane is the one who's supposed to be crowned king after the right. father. So then Roche says he is going to take Jude to meet the others. Like the other Court of Shadow people. Mm -hmm. But before they leave, Dane tells her to look into, I don't even know how to say this. So he tells her to look into Mithridatism. I had to look this up when I saw this Okay. I don't even know how to pronounce it. There's way too many letters in that word. So hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. But I actually knew what this was. Proud of you. Only because I do this. You tried it? <laughs> no, yes, no, I'm no. not fucking cool. No, you didn't. No, no, I didn't. No, no, no. But I jokes, do this jokes. thing where, like, late at night when I'm bored, I just like do random like Wikipedia deep dives, and this happens to come across that somehow. Yes. So essentially, for those of you who don't know what this meant when you first read it, it mm-hmm. came me. Mm-hmm. What it means is essentially trying to feed yourself little bits of poison mm-hmm. to make yourself immune to it eventually. Yep. So you kind of increase the dose over time. Then eventually you're immune to that poison. Which I mean sounds like a smart idea, but also very risky. Do not try this at home. Like, yeah, please don't. Uh, Don't try this at home. It sounds good in theory, perhaps bad in practice. But anyways, Dane is like, you might want to look that up. Um, And then Roach takes her through like these dark like secret passages before they end up in the Court of Shadows like secret lair. And I think it's like a fucking basement or something. Yeah, something like that. It's like, yeah, it's like a dingy little basement. So then there are two other members of the court. There's... The ghost and the bomb. And they're basically going to train her to be part of the court. And they kind of tell her, like, she'll really be one of them when they give her a nickname. Because everyone has a nickname. Mm -hmm. Um, So she just kind of meets them and then, like, Roach takes her home. And when he takes her home, she goes to, like, the stables. And Locke is in the stables. And he's like, hey, like, you should come back to class and Taryn should come back too. And then he goes, nothing there would be the same without you. And as they're talking, he's like leaning in for a kiss and you're like oh my fucking god like is he gonna kiss her and before he does they get fucking interrupted by Taryn 
And Taryn is like, dinner time. And I'm like, really? Really? Everyone always gets interrupted. It seems Everyone's like a common theme get, in all these books. It's a trope. I Yep. Kiss interruption. Sex interruption. Which is even worse. But we all know that. Um, Yeah. So then later, Taryn asks Jude with her and Locke, like, talked about. And, like, Taryn is telling her to be careful, that they'll never respect her, and they'll kill her if she doesn't, like, yield eventually. And, like, Jude basically says that, like, every day that she doesn't beg Cardin for forgiveness is a day that she, like, humiliates him and it makes him less powerful. Which, I mean, is compl- – like, she's playing psychological warfare with him, mm-hmm. which I'm into. Then Taryn turns the conversation back to Loki, saying that they had a weird – expression when she walked in on them they were gonna fucking kiss of course they looked weird then she tells jude that there is a fairy boy who is planning on proposing to her the night of the coronation oh but she won't say who oh so at this point we have no idea who it is and there's no guess because we've barely been introduced to characters at this point exactly so jude shows Taryn the alice in wonderland book that she stole from Carden's house but she doesn't tell her how she got it yeah she's like Look at this. Look what I found just on the street. You know what I mean? In the middle of nowhere. I Literally. found it behind a tree. And then they're flipping through it. And then a paper falls out. And Jude like hides it to read it later. And then when she reads it later, it is dead ass a piece of paper with her name written over and over and over again in Cardin's handwriting. Like a fucking psycho. This is the page that like everyone, like you see everywhere. And like everyone kind of like makes fun of like the audiobook where it's like Jude, 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 Jude. Wait, Jude. does the audiobook actually read every single Jude on that page? Yes. No, it does not. I swear. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. I'm gonna we're gonna look it up later, but I and it gets like more frantic as it goes. It starts off like Jude, 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 Jude. It's very it's like a the Beatles song. You know that song? Hey, Jude, 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 Jude. Don't make it bad. Um we're just a Beatles appreciation Take podcast a now. Sad song and Get better. Okay, that's sorry. Bet you didn't think you know you what? Were... If I don't stop now, I'll really get into it. No, seriously. But you didn't uh, think you were gonna get fucking serenaded tonight, did you? And there you go. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Cardin's a fucking psycho. Writing her name over and it's Hot this psycho. This is like serial killer shit. Like, who? What do you mean? You don't want to find a paper with like your name written a bunch of times? No, it's so creepy. Like, I'm at, this is what I'm picturing. It's like he has like a secret room and it's filled with like pictures of Jude and like her okay, name. But that's not what it is. Just a letter. I understand. But maybe it's just part of a bigger collection. He has like a secret door in his room that you didn't find. It's like the Jude shrine. Like, <laughs> oh, it's no, just like, Okay, okay, okay. Um, anyways, anyways. <laughs> the girls Oak and Oriana are kind of getting like fitted for new clothes for the coronation. Yes, and so fun. Jude wants to tell Oak a story, but Oriana kind of like stops her, and Jude accuses her of not trusting her with Oak. And then essentially, Jude snaps at her and realizes that she will never fit the mold of like a dutiful child. Yeah, Oriana has like a weird thing with Jude. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, and she's very protective. It's very of Oak. more like love hate relationship. It's more the the hate side of that. Yeah, it's definitely more the yes. hate side. Um, the next day, Tarn and Jude go back to school, and then after school, Jude practices sword play with Maddox. So she's like fucking exhausted, and then later that night, she practices the mithridatism, and she starts to give herself like tiny doses of like poison to like build up her tolerance, which is like insane. You're 17, my dude. Like you know, relax. Like eat a snack. Don't do this to yourself. <laughs> And then that night when she's sleeping, because she's literally exhausted, Ghost comes to get her to train with, like, the Court of Shadows. And, like, she does this, like, apparently, like, night after night after night. No, thank you. When do you sleep? I need sleep. When do you sleep? So 
The next day during lectures, Loki is trying to flirt with her. Like he's, he's still flirting with her. Mm-hmm. And then he kisses her on their way home. Yeah. So they like kind of like walk home together sometimes and he like steals kisses. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then Jude overhears uh, Nicasia talking shit essentially to Loki. Yeah. And it's really interesting because she goes like, are you enjoying yourself? Cardin won't forgive you for what you're doing with her. And then Locke is like – Hmm. And then Locke is like, is he more angry that you chose me over him or that I chose a mortal over you? So you find out that like Nikasia was originally with Cardin and then she dumped Cardin for Locke. But then now Locke has dumped Nikasia for seemingly Jude. It's all very complicated. Very complicated. It's like a love square. Yes. So then weeks pass and Jude is like super tired from all of her training Mm -hmm. and she falls asleep in like one of her lecture towers Mm -hmm. and then when she wakes up, Valerian is there and he cuts off her Rowan Berry necklace, which is supposed to prevent you from being enchanted Mm -hmm. and then he tells her to tell Cardin that he's won and then to jump off the tower and like essentially to her death. What the fuck? But obviously because of the geese, it doesn't work. Yeah. But he thinks that since he's cut the berries off, it, should, it work. should work, right? Because mm. no one knows about this geese. So he's pissed. He's pissed that it's not working. And he's basically calling her worthless. And he's trying to bite her and like grabbing her throat. And then essentially to like, you know, protect herself, she ends up like stabbing him like a bad bitch. Love it. She stabs him in the side. She doesn't kill him. No, no, no. She just like wounds him. She wounds him. And then she like runs down the tower or whatever and grabs Taran and she's like, hello, we got to go. And as they're like walking away, like Cardin runs into them and is like immediately annoying kind of thing. And like Jude kind of realizes he doesn't know that Valerian just tried to like kill her essentially. I think that she thinks that Cardin has like a tight leash on his friend group. Right. But I think that like his friend group kind of does whatever they want. Yeah. And Cardin's like, sure, go ahead. Cardin's like a figurehead kind of of the friend group. And then Cardin like makes this offhanded comment that like, Locke and Jude are perfect for each other. And like at this point, I think you find out that Taran has already like started walking home or whatever. So Jude walks home with Locke and tells him about Valerian. And like Locke starts to take her to his home and invites her to stay for the night because he's having like party, like a get together. I don't know. Faye loved to party in this book. All night. I think they call them like revels yeah. or something like that. So then you learn that Loki like lives alone. Um, his father is like a wild fairy and like ran away and his mother is dead. Um, and he found out that um, his mother got like involved with like, the high king and got pregnant and then someone like poisoned her. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah, so she's dead. So then Jude thinks back to the letter and like maybe it was in reference to like killing Loki's mother. Yeah. So she's starting to put like pieces together yeah. kind of thing. Then he takes her to like up to this balcony and like they're talking and then he kisses her and they essentially like make out all the way back downstairs yep and then he asks her again to stay for the night and she's like but i have nothing to wear the classic and he's like girl i got you Mm -hmm. so he takes her essentially to like his mom's old closet yeah lets her borrow one of his mom's gowns which is very nice or creepy yeah like his mother is dead yeah i didn't really think of that is that you know what i mean yeah i don't know i don't know but anyways she agrees to stay she wears one of his mother's dresses yeah and then when she's wearing the dress she reaches into the pocket and she finds a little golden acorn and she decides to keep it which is like a way to remember her night yeah exactly and like that night in front of all his friends like Locke kisses her so it's like ooh, this is interesting um she wakes up that next day night whatever in Locke's bed and remembers 
And she like thinks back to that night, like last night, how Cardin was like watching her all night. Ooh, ooh, I wonder why. Hmm. I and, like, slowly started to be seducted, seducted by, by him. <laughs> She's just very confused by Cardin, which is completely understandable. So am I. And during that day's lecture, the instructor is a knight named Dulcamara. Is that how you said it? I did. Oh, great. Okay. I agree. Um, Dulcamara tells them how the crown worn by the king is enchanted to be passed down to blood descendants. So it's like really hard to get by force. And if there were ever fewer than two descendants, so like one descendant to wear the crown and one to place it, the power of like the crown would like crumble and Elfheim would be released from their oath to the crown. Because like technically the the fairies in Elfheim don't swear to the king, they swear to the crown and they just happen to follow whoever wears it, right? exactly. Okay. Here's where I got really confused. So Jude asks um, if someone can, like, take the crown by, like, force. Like, what would happen? And Dul Kamara drops this confusing as fuck sentence. She goes, The crown is cursed so that the murderer of its wearer causes the death of the person responsible. And listen, this is a confusing sentence, but I had to explain it to Cass. I literally was a cat. You know that picture, like, the meme with, like, the blonde lady and all the math is in front of her? That's how I fucking felt reading. I literally felt so dumb. I was like, bitch, I have like two degrees. How can I not figure out this sentence? What this sentence reminded me of was like when you're writing an essay and you have to get to a thousand words and you're like 995 and you're like, Kayla, let me make the sentence like complicated and add a bunch of like words to it. Have you ever seen that news report where it's like, Two people died in a fire during a fire where two people died. Like That's essentially what this is. Yeah. Anyways, so what it means is if you try to kill the person wearing the crown, it will cause your death. Yeah. So everyone dies, basically. Yeah. So you kill the person wearing the crown, and guess what? You also end up dying. Exactly. So essentially, if you wear the crown, you're protected. No one can kill you without killing themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like after that lecture, Tarnan's like, Jude, where the fuck were you last night? And Jude is like, I was with Locke, baby. And Tarnan's like, I don't believe you guys just kiss. Because she's like, you can't be in bed with a boy and just kiss. Oh, Ooh. And I guess to like get the conversation away from her, Jude starts to tease her about her like secret fiance. And Tarn like again redirects and she's like, so you like Locke, eh? And Jude is like, yup. So it's kind of like out there in the open now. Mm-hmm. And then when they get home, like Tarn basically like, runs off and Jude remembers the gold acorn. And when she gets it open, there's a note inside. And the note says, um, okay, it says, oh, it's like, it, it says it from like a little bird or something Yeah, a little like that. bird is like chirping or something. Yeah. It says, my dearest friends, these are the last words of Lyrope. I have three golden birds to scatter, three attempts to get one into your hand. I am too far gone for any antidote. And if you hear this, I leave you with the burden of my secrets and the last wish of my heart. Protect him. Take him far from the dangers of this court. Keep him safe and never, ever tell him the truth of what happened to me. Wait, what did you say the name was? Lyriope? I thought it was like Lyriope. Honestly, this is the one name I really struggled with. I just don't know if these E's at the end are silent. I don't know. They might not be. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, leave you with that thought. So, yes. Very interesting note. Yes. So, Jude thinks that this might implicate Bellican in Lyriope's murder. Yes. Because it's like, ooh, poison, yes. antidote. She also thinks that maybe it means that, like, Orla didn't find the poison and give it to Bellican. Like, like it maybe means that she knew what the mushrooms, like, were and is cautioning him. Basically, like, 
again, I think I'm like really dumb when I was reading this book and like watching Jude connect the dots. Like I was not connecting the dots myself, but she essentially comes to the conclusion that maybe Balkan is not going to poison Dane. And then she was like, ooh, did Balkan uncover like who killed Lyriope and if he like if he wasn't the one to do it himself. And it's it's so fucking confusing. Like I actually felt really dumb reading this. Like I was like, damn, I'm stupid. It was it was it was a struggle. Um, but she decides to go snoop in like Balkan's home again. And she finds like nothing interesting other than a love poem that was like penned by Dane. And he wrote it about a woman with sunrise hair and starlit eyes. So Dane had like a lover or is in like love with someone. Interesting. Um, and there's nothing about Bilkin wanting to kill Dane at all. And then on her way out, Jude runs into like a human servant girl. And she's like, all right, I'm gonna try to help her. So she shoves salt in the girl's mouth, which would like end the enchantments. Um, and they like go out of the house. And she takes the girl to her house and goes to get Vivian to help her. Um, but the girl's having like a really hard time dealing with this. And the girl's name is Sophie. She's like just coming to and she just like, yes. And she can't believe like what happened to her. And she's, she can't deal with what happened to her either. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the girls get, get her on like a flying horse thing to try to bring her back to the mortal world. But while they're flying, the girl like jumps off and like throws herself into the water. And, and dies. dies. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I guess she was under, like, a spell for so long that she just couldn't deal with, like, reality. Yeah, she couldn't come to terms, like, with reality. Yeah. Um, So then Prince Dane has come to see Jude. And he's, like, waiting in Maddox's study. And, like, Jude thinks he's here to punish her about Sophie. She's like, oh, fuck. Which is the mortal girl that just Yeah. But instead, he's there to punish her about stabbing Valerian, which I was like, oh, no, don't punish her. Like, he was trying to kill her. What the hell? Um, and obviously, like, she tries to explain, like, why she did it, like, in self-defense, but he, like, literally gives no fucks. And then he does, like, kind of a fucked up thing next. Yeah, he tells her to, like, pick up a knife and then stab her hand doing the least amount of damage possible. Like, are you okay? He's psycho. He's literally like, that's your punishment. This is, like, cult shit. Yeah. And Jude does it even though, like, sh- she's thinking he's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then Dane, like, wraps her hand with a cloth or whatever. And Oriana walks in and then, you know, Dane, like, ab- abruptly leaves. And then later, Jude falls asleep in her room and then wakes up to Vivi, who's there. And they talk about Sophie and you find out that after Sophie jumped into the water, they spent, like, hours swimming in the water looking for her. But they couldn't find her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jude brings up Heather, who's, like, Vivi's girlfriend, and how Vivi hasn't told her that she's Faye yet. And Vivi says that she, you know, she's afraid that if she tells Heather, that Heather will be afraid of her. Yeah. And then they get interrupted by Taryn saying that their dresses for the coronation have arrived. Wow. Exciting. Yes. So then it turns out that the seamstress has sent Jude a different dress than the one she ordered, but it is even more beautiful than the one she ordered. Do we ever find out why? Yeah. Okay. For Not for a while, though. Okay. You're going to have to hang tight with that one. Okay. Stand by. Stand by. Shelf that. You do that. find out who, like, why that happened. Yeah. Because I was like, who the fuck sent her this? You find that out. But, like, honestly, I don't think you find out until, like, the third book. Oh, fuck. I got to wait a long time. Okay. Later. Okay. We're going to shelf this. Yeah. We're going to shelf the dress. Yes. So, Oriana warns Jude not to aspire above her station. And Jude realizes that Oriana thinks that Jude is Dane's lover. Damn. So... Oriana tells her that prior to being Madoc's wife, she was one of the consorts to the king. And she tells her that another one of the king's lovers nearly gave the king a child. And it was rumored that one of the princes 
killed her to prevent competition for the throne. Again, all these like power struggles or whatever. Yes. So she like tells Jude that if she does go to Dane and he gets her pregnant to tell no one, but instead to like come to Oriana and like, like tell, her, tell first. her first. Yeah, exactly. And like after Jude leaves Oriana, Taryn is waiting for her and asks if she knows why Prince Balekin was at their house. And Jude like wonders why, basically. Yeah, she's like, what the fuck? She's getting? like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. why are all these princes coming to my house? Go the fuck home. Um, and then later that night, Jude is waiting in bed for ghosts to show up to pick her up for her lessons. But instead of the ghost showing up in her room, Valerian is there on her balcony trying to break in. What the fuck? I th- wouldn't he be deterred? She literally stabbed him. Apparently that just provoked him. Apparently. So Valerian like attacks her and he's tackling her to the ground and like starts strangling her. But then Jude stabs him in the heart. And before he dies, he curses her. And she does... What anyone would do after you murder someone. Um, she hides the body under the bed before a ghost gets there. Yep. And I'm like, damn, this is some like fucking forensic files episode right here. So then with the ghost, because the ghost finally arrives, Jude climbs um, to the rafters above the great hall in like the palace. And they're waiting to assassinate a messenger coming from Balakin's estate who is disguised in like the, the high king's like clothing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or like. His, like, crest or I don't yeah, fucking I don't know. know so then when the messenger does show up, Jude, like, kills him. And I think that's her second kill now. Wow. We're, we're rising yeah. up quick in the ranks. And then this kind of makes Jude realize how far she will go. Like, she'll, she literally will go as far as there is to go. Yeah. She'll, like, fucking kill yeah. someone. She's like, so, I, I'll yeah. do it. So once everyone around, like, the messenger kind of calms down, the ghost gets closer to the messenger bag and, like, takes the message that was inside. And then out in the woods, the ghost shows Jude the note and it says kill the bearer of this message, meaning that basically Bellican has, like, set them up. Ooh, he knows. Yes, he knows that they know. Mm-hmm. He knows that they know that we know. You know that episode of Friends? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, Such a good episode. Them. So then back at home, Jude finally, like, buries Flarian's body, like, and takes it out from under her bed. Yeah, and she, like, like buries him in, like, his, her backyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, everyone at the house is getting ready for the coronation that night. And Maddox goes to see Jude in her room and gives her a sword called Nightfell that was forged by, like, her actual real father. Yeah, you know, the guy who was, like, in the forge in the backyard? Yes. So you find out that her father actually spent a lot of time in Fairylands and was, like, a master smith. And that is where, like, he met her mother. And then eventually they ran off together back to the mortal land. This was an interesting little backstory. I liked yes. learning this. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, that's cool. But then before Madoc like leaves her to get ready for the coronation, he says something like super cryptic. He's like, after today, things will be different. Whatever that means. Of course. So suspect. Um, so they all head to the coronation as one big happy family and they arrive at the palace. And then Oriana puts Oak on a leash. And like, excuse me? I'm literally picturing the children with like those backpacks. Yeah, you know leashes. the like the leash backpacks? Yes, that's okay. what I'm picturing. You know what? We're not parents. If you if you use it, but a, I don't like when I see them though. No, I know it gives me like weird feelies. Like yeah, I don't like it. I don't know how to feel about it. Just like hold your kid's hand, maybe, or like a stroller, or I don't know. I just it's weird. It's not for me. It's weird putting it's a human me. on a leash. It's not for me. I'm, I'm really not into that. it. It's not for me. He's not a puppy. He's a person. Human. Fae. Yeah. Very weird. Anyways, Oriana puts Oak on a leash. Interesting. Um, and at the coronation, there are, like, a bunch of important people, like the Lord um, Roybin of the Court of Termites and the exiled 
Alder King's son, Severin. So like these are people who aren't sworn to the crown, but they're like still their own like groups kind of thing. Mm. So they're like kind of important, but like also like not part of like Elfheim kind of thing. Um, Jude notices that this girl like with like Severin or whatever looks like Sophie. And she remembers this like story about like the merfolk of the undersea keeping drowned sailors. So it's like. Yeah, so, like, essentially, like, the undersea, like, stole Sophie's body and, and like, like turned her. Wrecked her or something. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Um, and then Vivi, Taryn, and Jude go dancing, and Locke shows up and sweeps Jude away to dance with her. And then Locke starts saying weird shit, like, could you love me? What would you do for me? Do you love me enough to give me? Listen, if if your significant other starts saying this shit to you. Red flags. That's such red a flags. big fucking red flag. Uh, run the other direction. Run the other direction. That's our official advice. Um, and she's like, if you hurt me, bitch, I'll hurt you back. Like, she's literally, literally she like, that, yeah. like, she's like, I will fucking kill you. Like, step off kind of thing. Because he's being weird. He's being he's really being fucking really, weird. He's being really, like, suspect right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then Cardin interrupts them and starts dancing with Jude. And then they have, like, a super short conversation while they're dancing. And he's like, you really hate me, don't you? And she's like, almost as much as you hate me. Enemies to lovers. This is true. Like, true, true. True enemies to lovers because they literally fucking hate each other's guts. Then literally he, like, pieces out. He's Mm -hmm. like, until we spar again or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the the ceremony starts and all, like, the princes and princesses join the king on, like, the throne. Mm -hmm. Minus Cardin because he's, like, MIA for whatever reason. Um, And then Jude tries to, like, get in front where her family is. But she kind of gets stuck behind the crowd. And she kind of notices her sister standing beside, like, Loki. And she kind of watches as Taryn is, like, tucking a piece of his hair behind his ear. And she starts kind of putting two and two together and thinks that, like, maybe Loki is Taryn's lover. But at first, she doesn't want to believe that it's real. She's like, how dare I think that my sister would betray me? Of course not, because that's not what you're going to jump to, right? Yeah, she's like, like, of course my sister wouldn't betray me. Like, that's a stupid She literally loves her sister. She thinks really highly of Taryn. Yeah. yeah. Um... So then the king starts to talk about how he's, like, abdicating the throne, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he asks Dane to come forward. So Dane, like, kneels before his father and is about to be crowned. And as this is happening, Jude notices, like, a guard leading her family away. And she's like, hmm, that's kind of fucking weird. And she moves to, like, catch up with them because, remember, she, like, got stuck in the crowd. And um, then she notices Maddox knights starting to surround, like, the area where, like, the throne is. And she realizes, like, something's wrong. Like something's about to go down. Something's about to fucking go down. Um, then Balkan leaves his place amongst his siblings and says that he has come to challenge Dane for the crown. Honestly, I kind of saw this coming though. You know? Like I didn't see what happens next. No, no, but I knew that like it wasn't just gonna like Yeah, it wasn't gonna be a smooth. Yeah, like Dane wasn't Dane wasn't gonna be crowned. Yeah. yeah. You know what this reminds me of? You know, um Stardust. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where all the brothers have to, like, find the, like, ruby or whatever. Yeah, this like, this kind of, like, gives me yes, the same vibe, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Anyways. Love um, that movie. Such a good movie. Oh, my God. So good. Underrated, I think. Yes. Um, Dane refuses to fight Balkin. So to retaliate, Balkin kills his sister, Elowen. Like that, those two things don't match. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. Um, and then from the rafters, the ghost shoots Balkin, but doesn't manage to kill him. Fuck. Like, the ghost is supposed to be, like, this master assassin, and you're telling me that he missed? Insane. This part reminds me of, like, in The Avengers, when Thor 
throws his hammer at um what's his name Thanos. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't like chop his head off. He kind of just gets him in the yeah. in the chest, and then he ends up snapping his fingers anyways. But see, that's major what happened. Pop, major spoiler on that. Don't one. miss. Don't miss. Essentially, always go for the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this fucking shocking thing happens. Uh, Madoc comes out of nowhere, and who does he kill? He kills Dane. What the fuck? And like this whole time, I like you're. Madoc seems like he's like team Dane, like he's sworn fealty to Dane or whatever. Yeah, he's and like then, team crown. Like he's like, okay, like uh, uh, the king wants to crown Dane, like sounds yes. good to me. Then turns out he's actually team Belkin. Wow, shocking. Um, Belkin then threatens to kill Dane's mother if the king doesn't crown him. And when the king refuses, he literally kills her. Like uh, he's not bluffing. Yeah, and then literally after that, Belkin like kills the king. Insane. And then his body turns into, like, these red moths, which, like, end up being important later. I mean, not important, but, like, they always... It, they, they come up they kind come of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've seen this come up already. So, because at first when his body turns to moths, I'm like, what's the point? But then there is kind of a point. Yeah. Um, Balkan then goes to his two remaining sisters and asks them which one of them will crown him. Because, remember, it has to be, like, a blood relation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, Celia... Celia? Celia? Okay, we'll go with that. Um, Celia steps forward and is like, I'm going to do it because, like, I really, like, this needs to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't fault her for saying that. Like, she literally just watched her, like, sister, her mother, her father. Like, they're all dead. So she steps forward. But as she steps forward, she's killed by the ghost before she gets a chance to crown Balekin. Insane. Just a lot of shit's going down right now. Everyone's dying, left, right, and center. In, like, a matter of, like, two pages. Then Rhea, his last living sister, literally kills herself. So she doesn't have to crown him because clearly she hates him that much. I don't know. Oh my god, this is literally nuts. So essentially, all of his siblings are dead now, except for Cardin, who at this point is still missing. Mm-hmm. But Cardin also is the only person who can crown him at this point. Yep. So Balkan obviously orders everyone to look for him because otherwise he's like not going to be king, and the crown will just like die, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So in the chaos, Balkan asks everyone to pledge themselves to him, but no one does. Because, again, they don't pledge to the person. They pledge to the crown. They pledge to the crown. Um, and Lord Roybin, like, steps up and, and says that they do not swear to the king, but to the crown. And says that Balkan has three days to get the crown on his head or else everyone else will leave unsworn. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, yeah. Big, big things at stake. So now Jude is hiding under a table. She seems to love to do this. Yes. Then a masked figure grabs her under the table. And it turns out it's Cardin, who's, like, super drunk. And she tells him to, like, get under the table. But he's, like, not cooperating. So she punches him in the stomach and then pulls him under the table. They're so violent. So violent. You, okay, can I say something about Cardin? You know who I kind of get, like, vibes from him from? Because he wears, like, jewelry. He, like, paints his nails. Like, he's very, like, I kind of get Harry Styles vibes from him. Because, like, Harry Styles is very, like, adventurous in, like, his fashion and, like, his accessories and stuff. I kind of get that, like, vibe, you know? You know what? I back it. Oh, my God. Thank you. I back it. Okay. Harry Styles gorgeous. Love oh, lo- literally yeah. love him. I think he's, like, super badass. I mean, his style is just so yeah, fucking cool. I love, it. I love how he's, like, willing to try, like, super Ex- Any things. guy who's, like, willing to try stuff like that and, like, tries yeah. out new things, super cool. Yeah. So then they make their way um, under the table to the steps to the upper levels of the palace and Jude, like, steals a mask to disguise herself because she's also pretty, like, noticeable. And then as they try to go up the steps, they're stopped by guards. And then Cardin, like, charms them into believing that he's, like, a messenger from, like, this weird queen with the news of, like, the missing prince, a.k.a. himself. Um, and then he uses, like, his own, like, family ring as proof. Like, oh, see, I have Cardin's ring. Clearly, I know what I'm talking about. 
and then the guards like let them pass um so like you know how like fairies can't lie so everything he's saying right now the way he's saying it like technically every sentence he's saying is true like He's saying like, oh, Bellican wants news on the prince. So it's like, see, not, here's card, like here's a ring. So it's like half truths, like like empty. Yes. It's it's very interesting yes. the way yeah. they like yeah. lie, quote unquote. So then Cardin leads them into like an empty hall, and then at this point, Jude points her knife under his chin, and she's like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> Literally, she's always ready to kill him, like at all Literally. times. Yeah, insane. Um, Jude tells Cardin to move and like when he refuses she threatens him by telling him that she like killed Varian she's like bitch I killed once I killed twice I will kill again and she totally will Um, so she takes him to the like the court of shadows and ties him to a chair sexy yeah and again in a different situation this may have been hot Mm -hmm. but right now he's a prisoner Um, Jude tells him that they're in the den where, like, Dane's, like, spies me. And Cardin realizes that she's one of them. And he's kind of like, oh, fuck. And, like, Cardin tells her, um, he didn't know, like, what Balekin was planning. Like, he had no idea. So it's not like he was MIA on purpose Mm kind of thing. Like, he had nothing to do with it. And then Jude takes Cardin's family ring and starts to write something, but is interrupted by, like, the ghost and the roach. They, like, both come in. Yes. And at first, they think that she was in on it with, like, her father, like, Maddox. But she explains that, like, if she was, then the only way she would be back here is with, like, a bunch of guards. So they start talking about what they're going to do with Cardin. Like, are they going to kill him, sell him to the highest bidder, etc. And then Cardin says that, like, he'll literally will tell them everything he knows if they don't do any of that. My favorite thing about Cardin is he's very, like, self-preserving. Yes. Like, he's like, I just I just want to stay alive. He's like, I just want to live. I just want to, I just want everyone to leave me alone. So then he tells them that Dane was, like, actually pretty despicable and says that Dane poisoned his own child still in the womb. Whoa. So Dane even made the king think all of his children were, like, incompetent um, so that he would only trust Dane. And he even, like, orchestrated, like, Cardin being thrown out of the court. Mm -hmm. So this whole time you think Balekin's the worst brother? -uh Nuh-uh-uh. Turns out Dane's pretty bad. Dane's the fucking worst brother. Yes. And then he even persuaded the king to step down after, like, basically poisoning his wine so that the king would become tired and ill. Yeah, so he wasn't really, like, sick or old. Like, he was fucking poisoned. He should have practiced mythritism. Exactly. Everyone. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It's a joke. Please don't. So then when Jude asks, like, Cardin why Dane would poison his own child, Cardin tells her that, like, he fathered uh, the child with one of the king's consorts and was afraid that if the king found out that he would choose another of his kids as the heir. Ooh. Which is, like, I don't know why that would make the kid. Oh, because technically the woman was the king's consort. So he would be, like, mad. Yes, because ah. the king did not want to share his women. Gotcha. With his own children. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So then Jude tells the roach and the ghost that Cardin is her prisoner and she has access to like Maddock and Bellican. So she is their best shot of like getting a deal. Like if they are going to sell Cardin back to Bellican. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that the consort that Dane poisoned was Liriope. Yeah. So Locke's mother and Dane... Had a thing. Had a thing. Yes. What? And Ghost was the one who actually poisoned her like seven years ago. Yeah. So, and there, in fact, there was a prophecy about the child, which was that if the child was born, Dane would never be king, which is like part of the reason why he like tried to get to have the child killed. Yeah, because originally you're like, I'm so confused. Why would Dane kill his own child? Because like that would ensure that his like line passed down. You know what I mean? Because that's what they want, like the bloodline to continue. But then this makes sense, like the prophecy, right? I was like, oh, 
okay. See, it's all starting to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, Jude decides to go back home and see if she can find out um, how much Cardin is worth to her father and Bilkin. She's making moves. She's making political moves. Exactly. It's all the power's in her hand now. Um, when Jude gets home, she hears Taryn and Oriana talking about how Locke is in the study with Maddox discussing their marriage. And finally, Jude realizes that Taryn's lover was Loki this entire time. What the fuck? So to retaliate, Jude challenges her sister to a duel. Imagine. Naturally, right? This was how shit was still solved. I challenge you to a duel. I will challenge you for the man. Which with we, a duel. With a duel. Sword fight. Whoever lives gets the man. Insane. Interesting. Insane. So Taryn tells her that she wanted to tell her, but uh, Loki forbade it and told her that if she could endure it, it would be a true test of her love. Red flag. Such a red flag. So they start like literally sword fighting, but then like Vivi uses like her enchantments to stop them, but it only works on Taryn because Jude still has like Dane's geese. So literally Jude basically almost kills Taryn by accident because of this. Oops. Then Maddox and Loki exit the study and like they see them and then Maddox is like, are you kidding me? Like what's going on? And he makes them like wait for him so that he can talk to to them. So to Taryn, he tells her that Loki essentially said that he wants to marry her, but that he probably won't be faithful. Red flag. (laughs) So many red flags right now. Red flags everywhere. <laughs> Literally red flags everywhere. This whole book is filled with red flags. Um, yeah, such husband material, right? Mm, great. Yeah. So then Maddox says that Loki is unworthy of both of them, which is facts. Accurate. Yeah. But says that he won't stand in the way of Taran's happiness. Then before she leaves, Taran also like decides to be an even bigger bitch, like to just put that nail in the coffin by throwing Jude under the bus and says that, Maddox should ask Jude if she knows where Cardin is because I saw Cardin last with her dancing on the dance floor. Taryn, why are you doing this? Like, you literally, Freaking you bitch. already got the guy, like, oh my god. Anyways, um, alone, like, Maddox and Jude are, like, discussing, like, their behavior that night, basically, and Jude asks why Maddox betrayed Dane, and he says that there are others who have a claim on his loyalty and you're like dot 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 please list them literally and he tells her that if she does know where Cardin is he'll make sure Bilkin gives her like a good reward and Jude leaves to go back to her room and Vivi comes to find her and Vivi is like hey I want to leave fairy tonight and I want you to come with me and Jude is like "Mm, give me a day until I can figure my shit out Mm -hmm. to which Vivi agrees yes so Jude wants to find Taryn but can't um I guess to like discuss what went down but then she goes to Oriana's room to see if, you know, Oriana knows where Taran is. Mm-hmm. And she finds Oriana on the balcony. And while she's in there, she sees another golden acorn. And she's like, oh. And Jude is starting to put the pieces together about the love poem Dane wrote, about what the bird said, about how Oriana gave birth so quickly, and how Oak was hidden because he was so sick, how she is so protective of him. So she assumed that the child Liriope was talking about was Loki. But what if it wasn't? Jude's like, hmm. Then she drops this bomb. She goes, Oak isn't Maddox's child, is he? And I'm not going to lie for Jude to put like all these pieces together. She's very smart because I feel like if I had all these pieces, I still would have been confused. Also, why would you think Loki was the child? This happened like seven years ago. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe she's just bad at math, but good at problem solving. I mean, I'm bad at math, so I can relate to that. Same. Um, but yeah, 
And then Oriana is like fucking freaking out. She's like, if you care about Oak at all, like you'll keep your fucking mouth shut. And she's like, how do you even know about this? And Oriana tells her like all about it. So uh, Lyrope was her friend and her confidant. And Lyrope told Oriana about her affair with Dane. And by the time Oriana got that like little acorn message that like Lyrope was dying, when she got there, she was already dead. And Oriana cut out the baby. Yeah, that was the only way the baby was going to live. Oh my gosh. Um, so eventually she figured out that Dane was the one who killed Lyrope. Um, so Jude ends up telling her like Maddox's plan, which is essentially to put Oak on the throne. And Oriana's like, oh my God, please no, because no one's going to respect Oak. Child kings do not last long. Accurate. And um, that Jude has to like stop it basically. And Jude is kind of like, well, there's there, there may be a chance um, that I can stop it. Like, let's see what I can do. Kind yeah, of because at this point, if Oak is on the throne... Like, Maddox will be regent and basically have all the power. And he's going to raise Oak to be as, like, bloodthirsty as he is, exactly. right? So Oriana exactly. doesn't want Oak corrupted or anything like that either. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, like, Oriana's going to do what she can to, like, save Oak. Yes. So then when Jude gets back to the Court of Shadows, she finds everyone playing cards and, like, being BFFs with Cardin. It's so funny. She walks in and she's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you guys playing cards with the prisoner, yes. basically? Um, and then apparently Cardin offered them gold and showed them, like, where the good wine in the palace cellar was which i mean all right sure yeah and jude is pissed and brings Cardin into like a room by themselves and she basically points a crossbow at him she's very violent very um and jude is mad that he's always smirking at her but apparently it's like a nervous habit which i i, I laugh sometimes in like when i'm nervous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i sympathize yeah. with this yeah and he tells her that she's terrifying accurate sexy um, she's like, basically like, listen, you tell me what I want to know and I won't shoot you. And he's like, all right, ask me some questions. So she like, is like, what was with like the page with my name on it? And he basically like deflects. He's like, mm, I'm not answering that. Cause remember they can't lie. Mm-hmm. So it's just better maybe not to answer the question. Then she asks about Tarn and Locke and apparently it like started like months ago. And apparently his goal was actually to get both of them in the end. Red flag. Um, he wants to share. Gross. She asks if Cardin actually loved Nikasia, and apparently he actually did. So he was upset when Nikasia, like, went for, like, Locke over him kind of thing. Um, And then she asks why he wants her dead. And he's like, I actually never wanted you dead at all. Um, And she goes to him, just tell me why you hate me. And this is what he says to her. He goes, first up, he makes um, this, like, kind of ridiculous thing. He's like, I hate you because your father loves you, even though you're a human brat born to his unfaithful wife, while mine never cared for me, although I am a prince of fairy. I hate you because you don't have a brother who beats you, and I hate you because Locke used you and your sister to make Nikasia cry after he stole her from me. Besides which, after the tournament, Bill can never fail to throw you in my face as the mortal who could beat me. And then she's like, that's really fucking ridiculous. Like, why do you really hate me kind of thing? And then he goes, most of all, I hate you because I think of you often. It's disgusting and I can't stop. Ultimate enemies to lovers trope. So he's like, maybe you should just shoot me after all. (laughs) Because he's like, like, you know, when you send like a risky text and you're like, fuck, this is what this is right here. So she thinks he's joking, but he can't lie. And he like looks like he's ashamed of what he said. Mm -hmm. So she like dead ass kisses him while she's holding a knife to his throat. Nice. 
yeah so they're literally making out and she's having a grand old time and she's like damn i actually like this but like why do i like this she's like mad that she likes it so much yes and like i think she's like getting so into it like she like discards her knife she like throws it against a wall or something Mm -hmm. Uh, and then eventually they stop and Cardin is like listen bitch do what you want but promise me you'll bargain for me Mm -hmm. ask him to give me lands far away so he can like, never has to think of me again. Yeah. He's like, please just tell Balkin to, like, get rid of me. Like, I don't want to be his, like, puppet. Like, nothing like that. Like, sell yeah, me If you're going to sell me, like, I'll put a crown on his head. But please, on my behalf, just tell him to leave me alone after that. Which, I mean, like, a vibe. Like, Fair. tell him to leave me alone. Love that. Yeah. Um. So, she brings Cardin back to, like, the others, like, where they were before with, like, everyone else in the Court of Shadows. And is like, listen, I have a plan, but, like, I need to take a walk to put it all in order kind of thing. So Jude goes to, like, sit by this lake, and she thinks. So this is, like, her thought process. She, like, she doesn't want Balekin to be king, obviously. So she considers handing Cardin over to Maddox so that Oak can be crowned and Maddox can rule as regent. But, like, obviously she doesn't like that either. So she's like, hmm, I could also leave with Vivi or bargain to become a knight. I don't know what to do. Then... She thinks that maybe Oak can be crowned, but then, like, taken away from Fairy until he's older and more capable and, like, raised away from Maddox. So he would grow up to be, like, kind and fair and, like, a good king. But the problem is she wonders how to keep, like, the throne unoccupied while um, Oak is gone, basically. So, like, as she's thinking, she makes her decision and goes back to the Court of Shadows. And she tells the bomb, because I think the bomb is who she runs into first, that she has a plan to steal the crown. Dun, dun, dun. That's her grand plan. Yes. So she goes to wake up Cardin and tells him that Oak is in the royal bloodline and can be crowned. So she wants Cardin to crown Oak and then send Oak off to the humans to have a chance of being like good and like having a normal childhood, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And if Cardin agrees, Jude will give him everything he wants, like the estates where he lives, like which is Hollow Hall, Mm -hmm. and the royal cellars and for like essentially Roach to teach him how to steal because yeah. he wants that for whatever reason. He was like, I like Roach, which is like, all right, Cardin, sure. Yeah, so that's part of the bargain. Like, Roach will teach him how to steal. Yeah. And in exchange for an oath of service from Cardin. Mm-hmm. So essentially, he promises um, himself to her for a year and a day. Exactly. And nothing more. So he has to listen basically to, to like everything she says. Everything she says. Yes. Very binding, this promise. Mm-hmm. So now they have to, like, I guess, like, convince other people that who they want to be on the throne is like a better option than Balekin. Exactly. They think that the best thing to do is start with the like unseely court because maybe they're like, maybe she'll help us out. Yes. So Jude visits the unseely encampment to speak with the queen Annette. And this is after she had talked to Cardin and gotten like pointers from him. And then she like leaves him like by a tree or something. She's like, don't leave here kind of thing. So he has to stay put. Um, so Jude goes up to the Unseelie, like, encampment, and she's like, I was sent by Balkin, and they literally do not even let her get near the queen, because the queen hates Balkin. So she gets turned around, and she goes straight back to Cardin. Bad way to start, bad way to start. Literally, really bad way to start. Um, so she goes back to Cardin, and Cardin is like, well, I would talk to Lord Roybin and the Adler King's son, Severin, because neither are sworn to the crown, and they may have less to lose by speaking with you. Hmm, that's an idea. So she's like, fine, fuck, you're right, I'll do it. So she goes, and both basically agree to help her as long as they are recognized as, like, sovereign after this kind of thing, like, part of, like, the court. And Lord Roybin actually calls her, like, a kingmaker, and says that one day he will ask her king for a favor. And she agrees. That's a big fucking promise. Like, what if he's like, make me king? Like, hello. Well, she says like, it has to be like of equal value, the prom- like the favor. Okay, fair, fair, fair. 
Fair. How do you decide what's of equal value, though? I don't know. Again, it's it's very... Are they weighing this on a scale? It's very up in the air. Who knows? Who knows? Very promising. So Jude tells her plan to the Court of Shadows. So she's like, we're going to walk right into Balkin's feast and steal his kingdom out from under him. You just said Balkin. I know. I'm getting used to it now. <laughs> Whatever. It's a shorter way of saying it. Mine is just too many syllables. Too many syllables. So she brings up the murder of Dane's, like, unborn child and, like, the ghost's part in it. Mm-hmm. And she reveals that the child is actually alive, and that is, like, part of the scheme. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they submit their plans, and then June goes back home and runs into Vivi, telling her she's not coming with her. Like, she says, I'm not going to the mortal lands with you. I have decided I have other plans. So she actually tells Vivi that she's a spy and that she's uncovered Maddox's plan with Oak. So she actually even asks Vivi to take Oak with her to the human world until he learns how to become a good king. And then Vivi reluctantly agrees. Yeah. So Jude sees Taryn as she's leaving, um, but she doesn't speak a word to her. No, the sisters are like on the outs right now. Yeah. Understandable. Um, So Cardin and Jude arrive to like the hollow hall together and they're like dressed to the nines kind of thing. Like looking the part, like Jude's wearing this like fabulous dress and Cardin is dressed in Dane's clothing, which was an interesting choice, I think. Um, And then Maddox and like Balkan immediately like rush to talk to them and everyone is like playing very nice in the sandbox. You know what I mean? Like they're all like, oh, it's so nice of you to be here. Like, wow, you found Cardin. Oh my God, that's amazing. Kind of thing, right? So Balkan is ready to negotiate and Cardin is like, but why? We have all night kind of thing, like stalling Mm -hmm. because their grand plan has five parts. It is one, get in. Step two, get everyone else in. Step three, get the crown. Step four, Put the crown on Oak's head. Step five, get out. And when you lay it out like this, it seems very simple. It's so simple. You know what like, I mean? Like, easy to to do. Oh, I, I could do this. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's not that easy. Um, Jude runs into Oriana, who uh, remembers, like, really concerned about Oak, and kind of, like, tells Jude that she's willing to pay whatever price is needed to ensure Oak's safety. So Jude is like, great, because yes. I'm about to do something yeah. with that. Then Maddox gets a hold of her and they're like basically alone right now. Mm-hmm. And Jude tells him she knows everything, how he planned to like rule like the land himself, how Oak was just like a means to an end, all this stuff. Um, and she asks him to make a bargain, but he can't. And the bargain yeah. is? Yeah. She's like, I'll make a bargain. Swear to me that you'll never raise a hand against Oak and I'll help. Promise me that when he comes of age, you will immediately step down as regent. You'll give him whatever power you'll have amassed and you'll do it willingly. And obviously, like, Madoff doesn't do it because he can't fucking lie. Yes. Then they start, like, sword fighting and Madoff looks like he has the upper hand because obviously, you know, he has, like, years of years of practice on her. But then he starts kind of getting sluggish and you find out that jude poisoned his wine knowing it would affect him and not her because she has like that you know that what's it called cast i can't say thank you that she's been doing that so like it's been working yeah so the poison like won't affect her but yeah because he asks her he's like how did you know a wine i would pick up and she goes i didn't i I just poisoned both of it which reminds me of the scene in princess bride yes you know what i mean when he put the poison in both cups because wasn't he doing mythbriticism also yes see but they didn't call it that because no one knows what that word means. I knew. Proud of you. Because of my Wikipedia deep dives. Proud of you. One day we'll tell you about the Wikipedia game. Oh, yes. Not Rem- today. Remind us. Not today. <laughs> um, yeah. So she poisoned his wine and she's like, father, I am what you made me. I've become your daughter after all. And then he passes out. Boom. 
Um, so Jude goes back into the feast and tells Balkin that Madoc is delayed, which is such a nice way of putting it, and to begin without him. So Locke comes up to her saying that he still likes her. Red flag. He's literally so fucking Like, annoying. hello, you're about to marry her sister. Like, Shut go away. Up. Go away. Carden comes and rescue her, right? Because he's like a good person, apparently, now. Um, and they're talking and he's like, have I told you how hideous you look tonight? And she's like, no, go ahead, tell me. But he can't because he can't lie. Because she looks hot. So he doesn't say anything. Then a bomb goes off. And arrows are like shooting out, aiming for Cardin. Which was like all part of the plan kind of thing, right? Then Bellican pushes Cardin out of the way. Which they didn't see coming. Yeah, they're like, whoa, really underestimated yes. how much, like, Belkin loves his, like, I, loves, I don't, I think it was Not more loves, so. Like, it, he needs him to be alive or else he can't be I, I realized when it came out of my mouth, I'm like, wait, he doesn't yeah, love his brother. He literally just needs yes. his hands to put the crown yes. on his head. So Jude is trying to push through the crowd to catch the crown, but she doesn't make it. And Ghost think, grabs it mm-hmm. and he throws it to Tarin thinking it's Jude because he doesn't realize the difference between the two twins. You've literally first. been hanging out with one of them for so fucking long. How do you not know? I don't know. Maybe they look similar. That I, Aren't I they also know. wearing like different dresses? I don't and know. I don't know. It was it was a lapse in judgment. Okay? Doesn't like Jude have those like horn horn hair thing? Like she puts like her, her hair in like horn braids. Yeah. It's, I, don't I don't know. So essentially right now there's a bunch of chaos going down mm-hmm. and Vivi has Oak and Jude is telling Taran to give the crown to Vivi while Balekin is telling her otherwise. Obviously she's obviously like balkan's like give me the crown yeah and like i think it's like queen orla who eventually stops all this she's like uh this is ridiculous like everyone stop like just let her give like the crown to like whoever kind of thing so eventually jude gets the crown from tarin even though tarin doesn't even like i think she's like holding on to the crown and like jude kind of has to pry from her hands and i'm like tarin just help your freaking sister what the fuck is wrong with you like just give her the fucking crown so then jude calls for Cardin. And then she grabs Oak, who has the crown in his hands right now. Mm-hmm. And Jude tells Karin to show Oak, show him what he's supposed to do, kneel down. And obviously, Karin being stupid, kneels Doesn't, down. Mm. He literally kneels. And then Jude commands him not to move. And Oak puts the crown on his head. Jude absolutely fucking bamboozled everyone. So essentially, everyone. essentially... This is this was her like real plan that she didn't really tell anyone. She wants Cardin to hold down the fort until Oak is older, like seven years from now, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna like give up the throne like willingly. Apparently. Yeah, like she's hoping that's gonna happen. Yeah. Or a- she's hoping to find a way to extend that one year and a day bargain she has with Cardin for like another seven years. There's a lot of uh like missing points yeah. to her plan but she's gonna figure it out as she goes along kind yeah, exactly, of thing so exactly. she was always planning on crowning Cardin king yes because she knew that like oak uh-huh. would not stand a chance yeah. on the throne and then everyone bows to Cardin and swears fealty because yeah. he has a crown on his head officially exactly. and then the bomb comes up to her and she's like you know what i thought of your nickname and jude is like oh like she thinks it's gonna be the liar the bomb goes what else the queen which I'm a little obsessed with. I love that. Yes. And then there's a little epilogue. And this is where you see Oriana letting Oak go with Vivi to live in the mortal lands. And they're a target. Yes. And we don't have target in Canada. No, we don't. We used to. It survived for like a hot minute. A hot minute. But I fucking miss target so much. So Balkin has been imprisoned and Maddox is just pissed off because like he's been bamboozled by his daughter. <laughs> I love it. And Vivi and Oak are going to live with Heather and Oak 
asks when he can go home. And then this is when like Jude says like this little wisdom kind of thing. She's like, come back when returning feels like a hard choice instead of an easy one. I guess kind of referencing her own inability to leave fairy. Yes. And then back in the fairylands, Jude has like moved into the palace and she's basically wondering what she's got herself into. And she goes to see Cardin, who reminds her that she only has a year and a day. So he tells her this. He's like, um, I don't think I will be a good king. I never wanted to be one. Certainly not a good one. You made me your puppet. Very well, Jude, daughter of Madoc. I will be your puppet. You rule. You contend with Balkin, with Roybin, with Orla of the Undersea. You will be my seneschal. Do the work, and I will drink wine and make my subjects laugh. I may be the useless shield you put in front of your brother, but don't expect me to start being useful. And then he kind of, like, gets up from, like, the throne, and he, like, points to it, and he's like, come have a seat. This is what you wanted, isn't it? What you sacrificed everything for. Go on. And then it's done. It's all yours. And that's where we end off. So Jude um, has a lot of fucking planning to do. Yes, and she finally got what she wanted, power. Power, and maybe not in the way she thought she would get it, but she's essentially, like, the ruler of fairy because for a year and a day, she has Cardin under her thumb. But what's going to happen after that? Who knows? Literally, who knows? No one knows. We'll have to find out next week when we delve into the second book, The Wicked King. I'm only a quarter of the way done, so I'm going to finish it, like, tomorrow probably. It's a good read. I'm pretty excited. It's good so far. There's Again, there's a lot of, like, political intrigue. I have to, like, really pay attention when I read it. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, so far, enjoying this. It's been, um, it's been a fun read. But thanks for hanging out, guys. Um, remember to check out our website and kind of, like, check it every once in a while because we'll post a lot of updates on there. But follow us on Twitter, TikTok. Email us. We literally love getting emails from Me everyone. Too. Um, I do enjoy reading them. It's so, it literally makes our night. Like we literally read them aloud to each other. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, subscribe if you can. Leave a review. It really helps us out. We love reading them too. But anyways, we love you guys. And thanks for listening to Two Book Bitches. Bye. Bye.